Well, Cameron, I have uh, I have to inform you something. What's that, Aaron? I have to tell you that I am your average ordinary superhero. Smash mouth. Woke up out of bed and drove to the store, and I was like, "Hey, I'm in California." for this movie in like two hours, and then we made up for the rest in post production. Then there's a. Two before Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. Uh, if you didn't know, today we are doing uh, the Tim Allen Tim the, the Tim Allen epic known as Zoom. Ooh, it's good, and by that I mean no. Uh, obviously, we wouldn't do it if it was good. So, um, Cameron. Who do you think would score this movie? Let's 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 go with a bit, little bit of understory first. Understory, sure, that's what it's called. Um, this is a superhero movie by Disney, in which a bunch of little like fucking six year old, fucking eighteen year old, fucking childrens with like mutant superpowers are like, uh, hey, we need to gather those shits up and then have Tim Allen whip them until they beat up a bad guy. Correction, it's not Disney. It is. Uh, Revolution Studios, Todd oh. Team Productions, Boxing Cat Films, and it was distributed by Columbia Pictures. Okay, well, never mind. It seems like a Disney it's movie, a doesn't it? Yeah, Disneyfied superhero thing. And this it is, is this is pre Marvel, so this movie came out in two thousand six. Yeah. So anybody who's going to write to us and be like, "Well, what about the Avengers, Cameron?" And not that anybody writes to us anyway. There's like 20, 20 some odd people that yeah. listen to us. But regardless, but still, this is pre Iron Man. This is yeah. before the connected universe. I mean, during like Spider Man and stuff when they were coming out but yeah regardless. well i mean before everything was like a comic massive yeah yeah okay so that's that's the the plot basically but the um who so cameron who do you think would uh score such a movie hans zimmer well that would make more sense who actually did it is fucking early 2000s pop sensation Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. You remember us from Shrek 2, right? Yeah, we did songs for Shrek. We were like, zap, zap, do that. Zap, zap, zap. Wham, bam, we gonna ogre all over you. Yeah, you know I will go. Tiger in the battle with a sword that I swing. Smash Mouth. I'm gonna smash. Smash mouth, smashing, smashing your mouth with my dick in your face. Oh, wait. Okay. I have a feeling this is going to be a very song heavy episode just right off the bat. So, yeah, fucking Smash Mouth did the soundtrack to this movie. What the actual shit did they think they were doing when they hired fucking Smash? I know. No, they probably were thinking, when when did uh, Shrek come out? Uh, Shrek one. I, I think it was like 2004. It was, it was two, a no, long Shrek time ago. Two was 2004, I think. Because okay. I remember them being like, "Hold on, let me." So it was probably because they're like, "Hey, Shrek had Smash Mouth in it, like yeah. th- three times or something." Shrek shit. two was 2004, okay. and Shrek one. Oh, two probably. Uh, was 2001. 2001. So three years apart. Okay, so and they did the. It, it was a cover of, if I'm remembering correctly, for Shrek two, they did um. Uh, accidentally in love. Sure, I don't know that song. Regardless, accidentally in love. Accidentally in love. 
not on purpose because smash mouth. We don't do anything on purpose unless it's for money. We got paid a lot. Zoom, zoom, zoom. All their songs sound the same. It's ridiculous. So, (laughs) but they probably were like, hey, Shrek and Shrek 2, those are a thing, and they both have smash mouth, and they made a bunch of money. They're like, now they're going to be like, it's going to be a big thing if we get Smash Mouth on board. Let me, it's going to see the, the private buyers from Shrek was real big because we got we hired this shitty little pop act and we're like, hey, you guys want to do the movie? And they're like, fucking yeah, we do because in we the, like money. And then the, it, the pop went dingling, ding, ding, and then all the kids were like, oh boy, there's a dingling, ding, ding in that movie. And then they're like, we're going to go see him more. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's why they hired the Smash Mouths. Oh, in the studio today, we have the uh, producer who yeah, worked hello. on Zoom. Hello. Hello. Uh, so Welcome to my, myself. To I've welcomed myself into the, 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 the chambers. Uh, yes, the chamber chambers, plural. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, I work at the studio. I think I have a right to know if there's multiple. It's a labyrinthine monster pit filled pit. You know this. I'm learning about a lot of pits since I started working out here. <laughs> we know those pits. We? Yeah, you we and do. I? No, I meant everybody like as a collective groupings, a, a, sp- a, sp- a smattering, if you will. So does we include me? Because yes. I don't know. Oh, you will know about them pits. Oh. So this imagined we is all of us, a, including a me that knows yeah. about them. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a thing. Anyway, on the Zoom. So you see, Zoom was my brainchild, actually. I saw the, the I saw the rise of uh, the Spider-Man films. You mean the, the what films? The Spider-Man films. The Tobey Maguire? Sp- yeah. No, no, no. The, the- Spider-Man. <laughs> Are you referring to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? Yeah, the Spider-Man movies, yeah. You know the ones with the Tobey Maguire's and the spidering? Yeah. Yeah, Tobey yeah, Maguire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. He uh Maguire? Yeah, Maguire. Um, you see, when the Spider-Man films came out, they made a boatloads of money. It's tons of boatloads, like 20. 20 boatloads, big boats. Big, like 20 by 20. We've gone over the boatloads, yeah. We've gone over a couple yards worth of boat. Um, and uh, we thought, hey... Superhero movies are a thing now. And apparently we were a little bit early because now, holy fucking shit, Avengers and all that shit. Wait, wait. Woo! You were yeah. early? Yeah, we were early on the, uh, the the superhero oven part. Oven? Like, yeah, like we pulled it out before it was ready in the world. Like if we Wouldn't it, that make it undercooked in this metaphor? No, 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 no. Because we, we had them all in like cold storage and we brought this one out too early. Wait, so is it the an world, oven, no, no, or no. is it a cold story? The world was not ready for the superhero phenomenon starring Tim Allen, known as Zoom. So in the way that you envision the world, is it a cold refrigerator, or is it a Okay, so oven? I, okay, let me, let me, I, here. So the world is an oven, okay? And okay. All, all the things, like the, think of space as an oven, cl- slowly cooking the, uh, the yeast of humanity on top of it, right? Kind of wacky, but sure. Yeah. Then in the brains of the Hollywood elite, such as myself, we, uh, the core modest, no the, doubt. Yeah, of course. The, we, we great few of the Hollywood elite. We, uh, the cold storage is the ideas of our brains. And okay. We, uh, when we pull them out, we present them to the world. And if the world is matured enough or in that, in that yeasty, uh, malleable state enough for that specific idea, then it works. Like Avengers a couple of years ago. 
But you do realize that the first superhero movie was, in fact, Richard Donner's Superman. No, not Richard. Yeah, but how much yeah. that didn't Superman? make Superman? That didn't make nearly as much money as like the Avengers and stuff, where they're bringing out a fucking superhero movie a week. Well, yeah, but I mean that was without Richard Donner's Superman and Tim Burton's Batman. Well, you're wrong. Be no- I'm sorry, you're wrong. I'm. You're not part of us. You don't know. I hold my secrets tight to my vest. Like a vest that's too tight for my body. I do notice that you are wearing a vest that is too tight for your body. Yes, it's th- showing off my uh, my my gorgeous uh, floppules. What exactly are floppules? So Zoom was a very good uh, a good attempt to make those superhero movies. So tell me, what goes into the casting of Tim Allen beyond, oh, well, we have to settle because everyone else... Okay, so, so you see, we do this... Uh, it's a numbers game, right? So... One, superhero movies. We saw they made money. Two, we saw the Santa Clauses. They made money. Bam, Tim Allen in it. Three, we saw the Shrekses making money. Smash Mouth. Bam, that's why they made money. Combine them all in, mash them in a fucking pot, punch them a little bit to give them a gruff edge, and then send them out into the world and be like, bam, that's Zoom. Go fucking watch it, you fucking you dunce. So, I don't know what a dunce is, but that's you. Fuck you. In the metaphorical nebulum that is your mind does this take place outside of the oven or if all of space is condensed inside of an oven is the pot that you're referring to mushing them no that's in the cold storage of our brains with the ideas we take what worked previously and we're like hmm alchemically how would we mush these together to make more profit it's all about them profit margins you really need to read a book on effective metaphors and communicating you're a meta five because you're too much for me, baby. Well, that's been the studio executive. Do you have anything to plug? I'm off to produce another Zoom 2 electric Zoomaloo. Goodbye. I, I work on the title. Nope, it's perfect. You don't know You don't know business. You're right. I'm not part of the Hollywood elite. Hey, Aaron, you can come back in now. I am back in now. Why do you have to take so many dog walking breaks? Man, I got I to gotta walk them dogs. I got to walk the Cerberi. Otherwise, they'll eat us and, you know, the other peasants. You know, we're not peasants, right? No, no, the the, the peasants. All right, then. Otherwise, the Cerberus will eat them. Anyway. Zoom! Zoom! Tim Allen! Woo! That's the most excited anybody has ever gotten about Tim oh, Allen. Oh, boy. Even Zoom. his family... And yeah, his long lost family that like, we finally found Tim Allen. Oh, let's go see. Oh, shit. Right. Forgot he was a dick. Never mind. <laughs> Look, mommy, daddy's in a movie called Christmas with the. Oh. oh, right. Christmas with the cranks. That happened. Oh, boy. So this is actually based on a children's book. It turns is it? out. Yes. Oh. Called Amazing Adventures from Zoom's Academy. That is a terribly cumbersome name. Well, so in, I think it's in um, non-domestic, so that would be non-United States. Yeah. Um, markets, it was actually Zoom colon Academy for Superheroes. That makes way more sense. It does, rather than just, it sounds like if they were just going to name like something Vroom, it's like, oh. Vroom, a, 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 a fix-em-up shop for cars. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like that, like, oh boy. A fix em up shop for cars. A fix em up, yep. Yeah, a fix em up shop. Fix em up? Yeah, man. Some fix em up? Mm hmm. Anyway, so this movie is like an ensemble um, kids. I don't adventure. know about ensemble. I mean, Rip Torn's in it and like 
Chevy Chase is in it. Why is Chevy why Chase in we this? Don't, why is Rip Torn in it? Because money. I why under- is Chevy Chase in it? Because money. He didn't have anything else to do. I mean, well, fucking whatever. He's also in it because uh, the whole cast is white, so there was no opportunity for him to be racist. Sure. I don't know. Well, that dude is a serious fucking bigot if you read that. Look it up. Okay. I have no idea. He did a thing in the 80s, and then that's about it. Yep. He's Fletch. Sure. And can I mention, okay, so the movie basically starts with like this. So we've all seen movies like uh, Repo, the genetic opera, and those that start with like these comic book sequences or like where it's like, oh, well, it's actually like the pages of the comic book that you read and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to see the movie. We watch it literally come to life as the pictures are photoshopped to move and that's about it. Which could be kind of cool. Yeah. Like the Watchmen motion comic actually was really good with this. If you yeah, haven't seen that. I haven't. What? Well, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, also check out the ultimate cut, but it's like five hours long. That's fine. Um, also, uh, so it go, it starts there, but it's really, really bad. It's, Oh, uh, this is like, if you think an exposition dump is too much, you haven't seen the beginning of zoom. Cause it's like, it's literally everything that happened in like the entire, it's like, then there was the team and then one of them with a gamma radiation. And then one of them that made them stronger and faster. And then they went and fought dudes, but one of them was evil. But then it's like, Hey, no, don't be evil. And then like, he went into another dimension after killing a bunch of people. And then like for like the entire thing is like, Hey, guess what happened before? Here's an exposition dump. Let me just put this in front of you before we get to the rest of the movie. It's fine. It's ridiculous. It's I don't awful. know about fine. Well, no, that's what they think it is. It's not. It's clearly garbage. I feel like maybe the like maybe this movie got the green light. Like, uh, oh well, it's got Tim Allen and superheroes. Green light, family hit. You know, because I mean, Christmas with the Cranks was a commercial success. I'm, he's that makes off of that the uh, Santa Claus. The fact that that was a commercial success kills me inside. Well, it's not nearly as career like suicide as Martin short as Jack Frost in Santa Claus. That's true. That did happen. Oh God. I wish it hadn't much like the matrix sequel. Was there a fourth Santa Claus? No. Damn it. He's, I think he sent a contract for two more. Okay. Hence the family guy joke where they're like, if you don't dance, Stewie will make you star in a family movie with Tim Allen. Yeah. Well, you know, they, I'm surprised those stopped. Actually, they still made money for a while. I think they probably stopped after this. No, because Old Dogs was after this. Well, that's Robin Williams. Well, he's not in this. Well, they did Wild Hogs. Yeah, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs wasn't, wasn't really. That was that Tim good. Allen? Yeah, that was Tim Allen. Tim yeah. Allen, John Travolta, William H Macy, and uh, I thought that was. Robin I want to say Rob Schneider. No, it's not Robin Williams. Really? Okay. Well, you know, don't watch that. <laughs> Don't yeah. watch that. Do watch Old Dogs. Old Dogs is a fucking incredible movie. But regardless, Zoom, this fucking atrocious yeah, piece of shit. Notice how we're we like keep dodging minute, it. We're like a minute into the goddamn movie. We can't we can't get past it. Oh, God. Um, so the first thing you hear after the exposition dump is Rip fucking torn. Smash Mouth. We're going to open up on this scene. Is that Smash Mouth? I don't know how Smash Mouth sounds. I can't like replicate it because it's so the same as every always. Ugh. 
So bad. I do love an opening scene, seeing Rip Torn basically playing Zed from Men in Black. Oh, he's the exact same character, but with more yelling. He's like, somehow we faced an imminent threat. Bring me some kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the best line of that he says is, find me some kids. And Rip Torn, whenever he's on screen, he's fucking screaming his lines. He never is like... We should probably stop them. He's like, we should probably stop that. So the the fucking opening scene in in like the Zoom Academy, he's like, they're like looking at some bullshit like science. And you know how they have those like shitty readouts where it's like countdown to evil thing happening. What would probably kill people like, oh, no. Like, it's one of those where it's like there's an there's a, there's a energy disturbance coming through the wormhole and it's going to be here in seven days. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, find me some children because that's how you beat wormholes. I don't. Cause <laughs> is by sexually assaulting children. Yeah, that's or, or that's is what by, it is. No, that's probably how he. That's just how he calms down. Well, his name is Rip Torn. That I is mean, his name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's his fucking name. I mean, that's like not that's even his a, fucking name. Yeah, that's he just yells that I'm Rip Torn when he's like balls deep inside a human being that he Ugh. wants to have the sex with. Oh. Anyway, so. Wait, so there it's seven days to do that? Wouldn't something like yeah, it was like seven days. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong in movie logic, but Okay. They Okay, so let's say for the sake of argument that these scientists are able to predict this interdimensional thingamajiggy yeah. a week out. Do you think that a week is enough time to no. train nope. four adolescent kids and a Tim Allen and like a, a Tim Allen and a Tim Allen who can vibrate his finger to make smoothies? By the way, that's his character. That's, that's how. Yeah, that is his character introduction. Because he fight, he was super fast, and now goes into a smoothie, and that's about all he got. But don't worry, dear audience, he gets to go fast later and trips because he's old now. Yeah, that fun thing. So after Rip Torn's like, give me some kids, it cuts away to a bunch of like, here's the introduction to our main characters. And like, there's like a little girl, a fat kid, a, a girl, and a fucking dude. Well, and one of the things that bothers me about the movie is that Aside from Tim Allen and maybe the little girl gets a little bit, there's no characters in this movie. Nope. Kate Mara uh, from House of Cards, she mm-hmm. gets like she's in. She's a great actress. She's in. She's actually incidentally in the new Fantastic Four movie that's coming out this huh. summer as Sue Storm. So all right, she is basically a love story to Paul Rudd lookalike Mick Depressfucko. Yeah. The fat kid is might as well just be called fat kid. Fat kid that makes <laughs> fart noises. Me. Like that is his character is like the worst CGI. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like the what what's the other one? The um the fuck the wires they use to make the little girl lift things look better than the CGI that they use to make the fat kid fatter. <laughs> That's his power, by the way. He can just He's a puff- fat kid and he gets fatter in specific areas. Well, yeah, he can puff up like his fist to Yeah. So think like Elastic Man, but it's just like fat. Plastic like, man, like, like mi- that's it. That's his fucking fantastic, yeah. But he can like hulk out like the size of his every part of his body instead of like just length. It's just girth. That's it. He just bleh. yep. 
Think of gaining like 700 pounds instantaneously and crushing people with it. And that's what bothers me about it is that like kids are going to go see this movie and I was a fat kid. And the joke of the whole character is like, I'm still a hey, fat kid. hey, get. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're past like the high school. Ha, ha, yeah. Now nobody cares so much. Nobody gives a but, fuck. Like in that age of the people that see this, the joke is that he's the fat guy. <laughs> he's a fat kid. Look at him. He's well, less I mean, than. He, okay, here's his fuck. Here's that kid's character introduction. He he's getting up on the fucking uh, diving board at a pool. Lard and, butt, lard butt, and like all of his like. You know, he, uh, someone's like, ha, ha, watch out. The fat him, kid's going to dive off the diving board. They call him <laughs> Lard Butt. Yeah. Because kids are original. And by that, I mean kids aren't original. That's what dads. I, I need to go on my dad rant now. My dad writing rant. Because you fucking started Can, No, no, no. It. Can you wait until we introduce all the characters? Fine. Okay. There's a, it'll, there's it'll a thing. Okay, it, well, that's true. Because there's more in here. Can we okay. talk a little bit more about Tim Allen's oh, arc and like the whole God. family yeah. motivation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay, so his... His, his thing is, his fucking character introduction is he jumps off the diving board and he makes his ass bigger and he smushes all the dudes in the pool and all the water goes splash and that's about it. And he's like, mm, I'm still a fat kid at the bottom of the pool when there's no water in it because he's fat and pushed it all out with his fat. I do like that. That's there's, it. I do like that there's no water left and there's just a kid hanging from the side of the pool yep, like that was your right. life like ah, that was fine because his little 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 flabby ass legs are kicking or whatever yeah yeah that was all right uh so oh and then the little girls trick-or-treating at noon because that's what you do well i mean i thought it was more like early evening because parents do send out their kids earlier it so looks no like the lighting made it look exactly like it's like yeah it's noon or 2 p.m like it's 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 or it's after it's early afternoon it's as committed to christmas as deck the halls is to oh no <laughs> I it, mean, it's as dedicated it, to halloween as deck the halls is to christmas no the um the other hollow or the other trick-or-treat scene that reminded me of it was uh spy next door Oh yeah. yeah. There, there, nobody trick or treats at like 2 p.m. motherfuckers. That doesn't go down. Fucking uh, it's it's in fall. By the time it's like trick or treating time, it's fucking night. There's it's gone. The the sun's down most of the time. It's not down. dead ass in the fucking sky where everything's lit. Like fucking hell. It it, it doesn't it, whatever. It does it's re regardless. That it doesn't make any fucking sense. But what do you expect? They're family comedies. It don't have to make sense. And you also, we also know, like, all of the music, like, after we're like, we're pressured every threat. Like, we get, uh, we turn over to Tim Allen, who's like, does he, like, run a gym or something? Because he just, like, moves his finger, makes a smoothie, and then, like, all the music is like, he's like, oh, all that music sounds the same, and that, like, Aaron said that. And then it's just, like, the same... Oh yeah, where all family comedy is like and it's like where, where all the all the fucking musical interludes are like and it's just like Tim Allen like walking and being like I'm being introduced as a character it's like like that's it all the family comedies have like the same thing where it's like dun, 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 dun. like it's the fucking laziest music ever well because and it all sounds the same did they have like one fucking composer who's like, yeah, I can do family comedies. They're, they're my specialty. It's like, fuck off. Like it's all the same. The track should just be called schlub. 
like <laughs> intro and then it just plays and it's like, oh, we can just mess with the chord progression. Yeah. It, it'll just sound this, as long as it's in the same key, it'll be like, <laughs> like that's this that's, one goes meet more, meet well, that just sounds like jazz. That's a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> There's more movement in it than just. Like, that's a fucking family comedy musical interlude. They're all the goddamn same. Okay. This is the point where I realize we've watched far too many goddamn family comedies. Oh, my God. Where this shit's happening to my brain? Fuck. You have been rewired, sir. Goddamn family comedies. They've wrecked me for... Ugh. And this movie also wastes Courtney Cox. Can I mention that? Oh, like, of course. Of course she does. She is She is the only one that is fucking, like, that is fucking committed to this role. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, George Lopez in Spy Next Door. Oh, God, Rip, yeah. Rip Torn is doing the same thing here, but yelling. But yelling a lot, yeah. Courtney Cox, she is like, she's just acting the fuck out of it. Like she's yeah, like, she just, she's going for it, because why not? She, yeah. It's fine. Why not? Well, there's no reason not to. And, okay, so, oh, yeah, so he, let, let's mention how Courtney Cox is introduced. So the military used to run zoom, which Tim Allen used to work as part of his brother concussion, which honestly, like the character of concussion, like his character design, uh, like that's kind of a cool superpower or it's just like sonic waves. Like that's kind of cool. And that's a cool name. Like I can see how like, yeah, concussion, but the way that he's a villain is just like, Hey, there's a thing coming. And they're just like, Oh no, it's a thing. We got to get ready. And then it's like, Hey, by the way, it's your brother concussion. And he's like, you what? Oh, okay. Let's go beat him. Like there's no buildup or character or anything. You don't get to see him before he shows up. I think he could have actually been like a cool villain where he goes and fucks shit up. He's like, bow, 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 fucking Sonic waves. But they wanted to make this super goddamn cheap. Cause that's family comedies for you. They want big profit margins. They could, have, they could have even made it work the Game of Thrones way where Tim Allen had a monologue about like, oh, like where it's less about him being a wacky surrogate father for yeah. these kids and more about like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to defeat my brother. I mean, last time he went through that, he's probably going he to be killed stronger. my other three team members. And that how am I going to do it myself? That really like that. messed yeah. me up. Like that is an interesting character arc for someone to have burned out after 30 years and then have to come back to train other people. Yeah. This movie takes that dramatic meat and just throws it throws away. it in a grinder and be like, let me puree this into a fucking soup. <laughs> <laughs> plot soup that can go because that's how food works <laughs> you said meat yeah i know but so you know i wish that it, i don't want to sound cliche but i wish that it was darker and grittier uh, well i just wish it wasn't fucking bubbly and happy if it was then they made it campy that would work but this isn't campy enough to work as like a happy movie you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Courtney Cox is standing across the street from Tim Allen's gym. Uh, it's a something. garage. It, like, it's a garage. Yeah. yeah it, oh, he fixes yeah. cars. Yeah, he fixes cars. Yeah. So uh, she walks into traffic and faints. Yep. And there's a car uh -huh. that, like, uh, <laughs> so she's wearing a green dress to entice him. And she falls down in the middle of traffic because why? Because he's a hero. 
So if she was to honeypot him into like, I don't know, uh, coming back, I guess, after a long thing, that doesn't it doesn't make any difference because like nope. they literally drive up a minute later and they're like, hey, well, no, they, they were the car that almost ran her over. Oh, yeah. No, that that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So the car almost hits her. Does she passes out? Right. Like she, she like fake passes out in front of the car that's filled with the uh, guys from the military. Yeah, so their plan was to, oh, I get what their plan it's was. It's to put him, her in yeah. danger so he fucking super speeds to save her. I guess green is in his color. I guess. Well, I mean, later he's like, would you put the, hey, why don't you get that green dress out? I want to put my penis in you. I'm Tim Allen. Uh, thanks for making the subtext text, but that's about it. <laughs> well, that's what Tim Allen does in these yeah. movies. Well, I feel like he's just like, I just feel like my guy would be more sexist, you know? Yeah. Oh, we need to finish introducing the children's. This is... Oh, yes. Yeah, so the little girl, like, there's a guy that's like, give me your candy, you. And he, she's like, no. And then she just throws him through, yep, like, a like, building or some shit. Like, it doesn't, like, just that. Fuck you. You're dead. She killed a person, basically. She basically killed And then kid. there's adult, like, it, it cuts away to adults that are just like, oh, Oh, you. she's so cute. It's like three women. They're like, oh, look at her in a princess dress. It's so adorable. It, yeah. That's her character. I feel like X-Men handles this a lot better where people would just be freaking the fuck because out. Because they like, fucking would. Yeah, they'd be like, oh my they'd god, like, did you see oh, that fucking oh, shit? Like, oh, she just, oh, uh, I'm leaving. I'm going to go that way, away from the child that can kill any of us in like a swing of her hand. And now I'm going to narrate while I go away, just as I did Goodbye, while I Goodbye, person I am afraid of. Well, I mean, it's not like I can act it out. It's an I audio <laughs> podcast. I can't be like... Yeah, see nothing. Nobody knows Listen, what's happening. Listeners, Aaron was moving his arms intently as if walking. And by intently you mean like swaying them very slightly. Like you were getting ready to bob and weave in like a Yeah. Turn of the century bar fight. Welcome to Bob and Weave's Weave Factory. We make wigs. We also do weaves. Wigs and weaves, bobs and weaves. So people of color Bob and Steve Bob and Weaves. <laughs> yep. I'm Bob. I'm Steve. And we make bobs and weaves. Pun intended. Come down to 85th, 74th Street next to the Troll Town Bridge. Make sure you watch out for them trolls because they're going to get your butthole. That's a troll toll. They got me once. They're going to get in your butthole. And they're going to be like, hey, thanks. And thanks? Gonna be, then you're going to be like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Can we get back to Zoom? I don't. <laughs> yeah, fine. So the, what is it? The the old girl, whatever her face is, that Courtney one. Courtney Cox. Sh yes, that one. Her introduction is she's in line at the fucking school lunch and then like. The oh, no, no, no. Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Sure. Then she's the like. The cheerleaders take the trays. Yeah. They're just like, her. thanks. And then she grabs another one and the other one's like, thanks, freak. And the other one's like. <laughs> good one. Yeah. They say good one to freak. See that. Ah, this another dad, dad writing moment where it's just like, those kids are so mean when they call each other freaks. And it's like, they don't. I wish that I know that you think you're in touch with children. You're not. And that's not what they'd be like. You're a cunt. Like, it's not it's not like you're so weird. I don't like you. It's like you need to die. Like, it's fucking brutal. I wish that that cheerleader had had like the head of a squid. The other one had had like gorilla hands and the other one had had that. And they'd be like, that would have been awesome. Freak. Or one was like eight foot tall or yeah. some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, 
But then she's like, she gets super mad and she's got telekinetic powers. So she super boils like the, the gloppy the, soup in front of them. And then ugh. it blows up on their face and they say, is my hair okay? <laughs> because I'm a girl in the teenage years and I'm a cheerleader and that's my archetype. And that's all I can think of is my hair. Dad writing. Yeah. Dad writing. Fuck it. Okay, so the last one is the dude, apathy, apathy oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Reminds me of me in high school, apathy. Except for you didn't look like Paul Rudd. No, I looked better. Ladies. Seriously, look at pictures <laughs> of this guy. He looks no, exactly like a fucking, he fucking young Paul Rudd. He does. He's so much. So he's like, oh, I'm not paying attention in class, bro. Come Man. finish Newton's equation. Newton's equation can finish itself. <laughs> <laughs> so he Dialogue. like, yeah, so he like walks up, fucking finishes it because he's super smart, bro. And then he turns invisible and everyone's like, whoa, man, he like turned invisible. And then that's it. That's his fucking character. That's it. Well, his back like partly turns invisible. Well, no, then, his, yeah. his whole thing. Yeah, his whole thing. His whole body parts. Did. Body parts. Yeah. So are the are these are are they all in like the same area or are they at different places or what? I don't know. They also kind of gloss over the fact that these children are given jumpsuits and dropped off at a military. Like, yeah, they just kind of appear in this military place. And I mean, like, yeah, you're gonna work for us now. All right, sure, fine. I mean. <laughs> The older teenagers I get, but a six-year-old? Yep. Like, hey, six-year-olds, suit up for combat. You can throw things real good. I mean, they kind of address that later, but they should address, like, parents in the audience are probably thinking, like, how stupid does this movie think I am where I believe that a six-year-old's parents would let her go to a top-secret military facility to fight some sort of in in or interdimensional threat that they don't know about yet or they haven't been told about yet. It's like if... Okay, let's take Pacific Rim as an example. Okay. What if Charlie Hunnam and Rinko Kikuchi's character were, were seven years old? Were like seven and ten. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we gotta fight the big monster. And, and Idris Elba monster. is 15. 50. 15. Yeah. Yeah, that, would, that wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh, what if they just recast the cast of Zoom in Pacific Rim? So the fat girl and the fat guy and the little girl in one. <laughs> and then Tim Allen is fucking is a uh, is a uh, stacker. Is, Pen is, yeah, I, I remember this. It's a stacker, stacker Pen Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah, which is like the name. Craziest. Na it, that's on fucking terms with fucking Eddie Lomax. Stacker Pentecost. Like John yeah. Spartan. Yeah, it's like it's such an action John Matrix. Movie. It's, yeah, it's John Matrix. Such an action action movie name. Stacker Pentecost. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. Yep. I would love to see that. And then the 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 guyly and the girly. Yep, that's the technical term. The guyly and the goilies there, and the ones guy, the one monsters, they fight eat the kaiju. Yeah, so I that's a thing. Oh, and also, guess what the name of the facility is where they all end up? It's Area Fifty Two because it's next to Area Fifty One, where it's all types of secrets in the New Mexico area. They're like, yeah, which actually comes into fucking terms when they get a fucking super ass fucking spaceship. Yes, that's, that's right, and go through the drive-through with it. Oh my God, there's a there's a scene in this movie where they drive Paid for by Wendy's. Yeah, they drive. You could totally tell this was like shot and written after the fact. Entirely, 
Because like, well, it's all CGI. No characters are in that scene. No, it's all like they just show. There's like shots of them in it. And that's it. They, it could have been like, we're going to take this for a test run. And it's like, yeah, we can make it a Wendy's ad. So like Wendy's is like, yeah, because you, know, you can you can tell like you can tell the difference in lighting What because they just shot a Wendy's. Right. And they shot it like a Wendy's would look in the day, like regular. They didn't even, they didn't add anything to it. It looks like unaltered footage of just like, they set up a camera. There's a Wendy's. Let's plop this spaceship down and be like, uh -huh, Tim Allen's ordering a bunch of shit. And then the fat kid gets a bunch of ice cream because he's fat. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh no, I found there was an alien spaceship ordering for me. We got, well, we got to call up the news. And then that's it. And it's like, thanks Wendy's for paying for that. And then they fucking walk out the spaceship and all the fucking people at Area 52 are like, why'd you take that spaceship away? And he's like, but I got you burgers. And that's basically the scene. And there was clearly some reshoots where like Tim Allen did a pickup scene where he, with Courtney Cox. He's like, yeah. what? Could have gotten you a Frosty? Could have gotten you a Wendy's get, thing? Yeah, he's like, I got you a double chicken fisty cuffs sandwich. Fisty cuffs sandwich? I don't know what the fuck their menu is. <laughs> I don't frequent Wendy's. Oh, and the fat kid joke was, yeah, we'll have a six Frosties. What do you guys want? Yeah, what do you guys want to drink? Those are for me because I'm fat and I eat a bunch of ice cream because I'm fat. And um, did you get uh, did you get the joke where I'm fat? Okay, so <laughs> that's the fucking character is just the jokes. old guard of Area Fifty Two. Before we get into the tr like the selection process that gets Kate Mara, fat kid, six year old, and <laughs> and Paul Rudd look alike. Yeah, to into the same thing is Chevy Chase is you know a science. He's a scientist man. The only thing that I kind of found amusing was there's a she, he's like got this scale model of DNA that he drops and oh, there's yeah. people For helping no him reason. There's it. no reason he's, he's carrying like, that. Just do uh do a, make it a double helix guy. I gotta, I gotta, gotta go, go do this and it's just like a bunch of security guards being like the fuck was a double helix. It's a fucking DNA thing. Have you seen it? I don't know. I went to culinary school, paid on an army scholarship. Yeah, like. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. That was all right. And okay, so I feel like the costume or prop department just chose Courtney Cox's fucking ugly ass glasses. Like they are half the size of like they are the size of her forehead. They're gigantic. They're the size because of Chevy Chase to look like a nerd. Like not only that, but a nerd who's been underground as long as Chevy Chase has. Yeah. Like, cause she's, guess what? She's socially awkward and she serves as like the motivation for Tim Allen's character to get back in the game. Yeah. So she's like, she has all the original zoom comics. Yeah. Like, because apparently all these top secret military things are like, yeah, we can write a comic about that and make yeah, money. You know, fair it. use is covered under top secret confidential yeah, all the, files. Well, cause, cause the thing is like how top secret shit, like it comes like released is everyone involved is dead. That's when files get released. Tim Allen's alive. He's right there. Those wouldn't be released and be like, let's make a comic out of that shit. Ridiculous. I also need to shamelessly plug my John F. Kennedy assassination fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> comics. Ooh. 
That's coming soon. Yep, because that's been declassified via graphic novels. Oh, yeah, that's how they're going to do it. That's yep. Yeah, the White House is going to declassify those files as a graphic novel week by week, and everyone's going to be like, I wonder what happens next. I'm like, yeah, the president dies. That's what happens next. Next time on John F. Kennedy. The JFK files. Yeah, he got shot. I didn't know that. You're a fucking idiot. Grassy <laughs> Knoll, what's that? Jesus. What? F- <laughs> what's that? Ooh. It'd be so bad. I mean, by that, I mean awesome. Let's do it. Okay, so. I thought so- you were going to be like fan fiction where it's just like, and then he fucked the, the bullet hole. <laughs> no, not slash fiction. Okay, that's better because that's weird. And then but despite his b- body being dead, the rigor mortis still set in. So fucking wifey. Wifey Ooh went to fucking town on that. Wifey Ooh. I don't remember. Jackie was like, I remember that dong. This is my last opportunity to sit on that shit. And she's like, I'm going to ride that all the way out of Texas. Woo. And then she did. Yep. Because she's not grieving the fact that he's dead. Nope. She's like, that. this is the last time that dong will work. Let's get it going. What the fuck? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. The first lady is allowed to mutilate the like nah. tamper evidence and mutilate the corpse. I mean, why as not? As long as it's in the service of getting off one last time from well, her dead husband. You know. It's fine. She's like, <laughs> this is for Marilyn, you bastard. Because that's how Jackie Oh, put your penis on me. Oh, that's I'm Jackie Kennedy. While having sex. That sounds more like Lee Harvey Oswald putting on a wig and pretending to be Jackie Kennedy. Who says it was Jackie Kennedy. The new theory. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie Kennedy as played by Lee Harvey Oswald. There was a third shooter. It was Lee Harvey Oswald in a dress in the motorcade. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Did you think JFK would notice that that wasn't his wife sitting next to him in a really large man in a shitty wig and a dress? With his hair, fucking chest hair. He was a very... His chest hair is just spewing over the top of his dress. And he's like, hey, baby, hey, toots, wanna, wanna, we should, we should fuck after this motorcade. Blam, blam, I killed you. Well, the late John F. Kennedy <laughs> was many things, but observant about gender and sex uh, is I not mean, one of apparently, them. He couldn't recognize his wife, apparently. <laughs> his wife was anything that wore a wig, really. I mean. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll fuck that. All right, sure. <laughs> yep, that's our loving tribute to John F. Kennedy. Uh, I, <laughs> this didn't go off the rails at all, where we discuss our new theory of how, who killed JFK. Still Lee Harvey Oswald, but like in a dress and a wig. Much closer and right more in, Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he just had, he had those powder burns on his face. It's because he was he was just like, eh, bam, tit gun. <laughs> tit gun? Yeah, because he put it in his boob pocket. Because they totally don't search you. No, he was. And they wouldn't notice that the bullets came from like right next to No. Him. Or the other people in the car. Yeah, no, they wouldn't notice. It's fine. It's it's fine. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, that's a thing. Right. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. So I'd like to highlight some of the, so fat kid, Kate Mara, little girl and Judd, not Judd, uh, Paul, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Paul Paul Judd, Paul Rudd, like coming at you. Paul Rudd, like Paul Rudweiser. Yep. Sure. Sure. Why not? Or should I say Rudd light? Let's call him Rudd light. Red light. There you go. That works. Red light. Red light. Red light. Fat kid. (laughs) Kate Mara and little girl. 
And and tiny human type woman. No, person. tiny Tina. <laughs> well, that's just Borderlands, so you know. Oh, that's right. I love tiny yeah. Tina. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, well, we'll still color that anyway. Sure. Because we're protected under fair use. I mean, we're not making money off of this, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we got to audi- high school musical audition these kids. Zip, zap, boop, boop. Yep, because Bill Cosby was present there. Zip, zap, Actually, hey, he girl. was until he went off camera to sexually assault Hey, little body. girl, do you want to come back to my limo and I'm going to chlorify me and give you a juice box? I'm a serial rapist. Zip zop consensual jello. Thank you for that enlivening. <laughs> totally consensual jello. I don't sound anything like this. So there's a there's a kid that can do a spitball. Like, oh yeah, when they're doing gun, like, like, like auditions. And then there's one that's like, my name's Jupiter, the gas giant. And then he just farts a lot. Yep, it's just. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you needed a big old fart joke. Fucking dad writing. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like it would be really lively if they just had some farts. Kids still like it when people fart, right? I think that'll, so. That'll sell in the movie. Market research. Hey, son, do you have fart? <laughs> we need to spend $5,000 to hire a kid who will fart on screen and then spend three days shooting the fart scene, which will cost us, oh, I don't know, a couple couple grand, a couple ten grand, something like that. Yeah, about 40 grand, 45 grand overall to shoot this really small, insignificant, terrible fart scene. Let's do it. Using sound samples of my own farts? Yeah, they're my sleep. own farts that I used with my mouth. I, I wanted to do a sound. I wanted to get a sound department uh, credit. credit, and that's how, I, uh, that's how I did it. I made a fart scene, and that, or I was the fart noise with my mouth. And this has been an episode of NPR's Sound Wannabes. You know, sometimes I, I, I sneak into the booth, and, I'm, uh, and I record little, little snippets and hope they just make it into the audio bank. So I'm like... You better credit me with that, otherwise I'm going to come after you with my lawyers. <laughs> Wait, I was, you know, I'm going to name off some of my tracks, and if, if you sound designers ever ever used any of these tracks, you better con- contact me and uh, pay me some money. Hold on for just one moment. I will so, sue you. So you hope that they make it in there. How do you know which tracks are yours? And oh, I know. Do you hope that nobody will notice? No, I know exactly which tracks are mine. I remember that I have a copy of them. If I see them ever, if I hear them ever in any movie, I will contact the studio and I will be like, hey, hey there, mister. That's my sound. I'm, I need I need the money for that sound. See, I, I titled it Zwoop Sound Number 45. And uh, that's uh, it's uh, I, it was it was created. It was recorded on May 31st of uh, 2002 in my studio basement and I uploaded it to your servers without you knowing and uh, you deserve you need to give me money for that because that's my sound doesn't the contractual obligations that you're under to make sound for the movie I don't I don't make that under I don't actually make sound for the movie I just hope that it gets in and that they pay me money for it afterwards pay you money for something that you force into there without their knowledge well no I don't force I just put it in their banks and if they use it then they owe me money I don't force them to put it in the movie. Why don't you just try to design a movie <laughs> rather than having to sneakily do all this? Because I don't know. I don't know the rest. I don't know. The, I don't know the cameras. I don't know the directing. I don't. I, I can't write. I can just make whoop noise with my mouth and fart noises. And can you give us a sample of that? Whoop. Any others? That's about all I can do. So if you ever see a whoop or a in any movie, you better contact me. My name is uh, Samuel Newman. And I live in uh, Botswana, New Mexico. So you better, 
you better contact me, 84023-74264. Make, make me known. And that's been Samuel Newman on this week's NPR episode of Sound Wannabes. Warner, Warner Brothers, you owe me uh, 10 grand. Thank you. And that's Samuel Newman, brother of Randy Newman, who's been trying to get out of his shadow for quite some if time. That doop, there, give it go. There's a peanut over there. <laughs> and now we return to our review of Zoom. Zoom. Zoom, zoom. Oh, and also during the audition scene is when the superhero. <laughs> what? That, that's when the superhero song is playing over it. Oh, yeah. I'm just a very jolly, everyday superhero. I'm a smash mouth song. I sound like this. I could have brought two before. I could. There we go. It's two we need to like make two 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 before t-shirts. That'd be the fucking best. Oh god. <laughs> okay. So I was writing down all of their powers. So we already kind of discussed um Rud Light can be invisible. Yes. Little girl can super strong. Super strong. Shit. She can hold like these two ton things above her head. Yeah. Fat kid is fat. Is and fat can and make gets fatter. Fat. That's he's fat and can get fatter. That's his and superpower. Kate Mara has the more oblique telekinetic <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. So she's like Carrie from Carrie. Yeah, pretty much. But like harness the Brian by Tim De Palma Allen. version, not the new Kimberly Pierce. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a new one. I'm sure it isn't. The original is much better. Of course. It almost uh, always so, is. Like, because of the, the, like, it made me think of that because of the high school context. Like, she can uh-huh. telekinese things. Yeah. That's the verb tense. Telekinese. Yeah. Teleka. Telekinephew. Tele- I was about to say, telekinephew. Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Delicate- That's a movie. It in, is. In, like, Italian or something. Probably, because it's an Italian, Italian word. I think we're French. I, something romancy. But the movie is Italian. Do. I think. I don't remember. I saw that. Anyway, Zoom. I saw it once. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Zoom. Zoom. I'm, it's Tim Allen. I can't. So bad. <laughs> I can't. I want to do it. Isn't there like, uh, oh yeah, when they're, um, they're at, as they, like, after they pick um, them, them for what we talked about earlier, Rip Torn's just like, how many days, how many days do we have until the event? And then like, no, till the imminent threat. The imminent threat is coming in four days. We better make those children combat ready. Like, yeah, children need to be made combat ready is a line in this movie yelled at the screen violently, might I add, by Rip Torn. It's amazing. His and, performance is fucking ridiculous. I love it. There is a way to make the universe of this work. Yeah. Ender's Game, the book, not the movie, is a great example of this where they're like, there's this imminent threat of these Yeah, that you bug don't really know what it is. Coming. I mean, they know what it is, but they well, yeah. don't know exactly how they operate. Ender yeah. is like, he's got potential for that. And so they nurture him and a bunch of other people to fight in like this militaristic thing, mm-hmm. much like. Starship Troopers kind of did like the, yeah I mean less campy because Paul Verhoeven's adaptation is amazing it yes is, but so good still 
Yeah. I mean, like, there's a way to make it. Here it's just like, well, he's coming sometime. Might as well go well, to the drive through Well, the thing is, they know who he is, but there's no, they don't tell, like, they, they, the only exposition they give, as we said earlier, is like, yeah, in that beginning bit, he said he killed a bunch, he killed the rest of the team and then left for cyberspace or some shit. And then... They don't like the training sequences that there are a lot of with loud music by Smash by Mouth, Smash Mouth played over it is not even preparing them for no no concussions powers no nope. which makes no fucking sense they're like we're going to prepare you when people shoot at you with these paintballs which makes that room okay so we gotta set up this room because I have a fucking problem with this goddamn room so it's a training room it's fucking ridiculous right it's a training room where it's like it's like a domed ceiling. And then, like, on the inside, every inch of it is, like, a paintball gun. And they just fire randomly. So, like, if you think of, like, you need to anticipate where bullets are coming from because bullets can still kill you. How is a fucking arena that just randomly shoots shit at you that you have you can't you cannot anticipate where they come from because it's not like the gun's over here now and then it moves over there. Like, that would make more sense. Instead of like, yeah, they're just randomly shooting at you. You can dodge that, right? Like you don't, you don't have to learn how to anticipate where they're coming from. You don't have to learn any of that shit. You just have to be good at being like, hey, I'm not in those places by luck. Like that fucking scene, those scenes make no sense where it's like, yeah, you just got to press the button in the middle. And then like the little stages are like turning and clockwise and counterclockwise. That room is fucking bullshit. And it wouldn't prepare anyone for anything. It's just like, I got hit by a paintball. Whap. I hit the button. So gives a fuck. If concussion puts a giant strainer over them and get yep. guns yep. from every direction yep. to shoot at them, then they will be prepared. If there's a button in the middle that they have to get to. Yes. Or some other equal MacGuffin. Yeah, some other to. thing that they in the center that they need to get to. Yeah, they'll be fine, but guess what doesn't fucking happen? That, that room's pointless. Entirely pointless. And that's the room that they're like, man, we really need to conquer this as a team. And it's like, there's there's no reason that this does nothing for you. Let's see. What Fucking superpowers stupid. do we have that can counteract us from getting shoot? Fat? Well, you get a, you become a bigger target. Invisible? Yeah. Okay, you can hide. But you Strong, can still get shot from places. Yeah. Uh, whatever Kate Mara's power is, telekinesis. Well, and, with, the, the, with the telekinesis, couldn't she be like, I'm going to just telekinesis the button well, down? Well, she's like Professor Xavier her powers. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But she has none of like the power. It's like they have her character and they're just like she can only she be can, so like, powerful. Well, she can like levitate a guy. They like there's no rules to this movie. Nope. The, it's just a given that they have power. So like Tim Allen's generation of superheroes got gamma radiation. Well, they they like, already had they had the gifts previously. And then they got gamma raid, which is like a big ethical thing that Tim Allen is able in the movie. And he's like, which was fine. What are you doing? You get a gamma radiator. I I thought that was fine where it's like, motherfuckers, you don't, they they don't, that's how we did it in my day. We just, we just shot each other with gamma rays and then it sometimes worked. Like I I can see how that was like a thing because he's still kind of pissed because that's what turned his brother evil. If we're taking this movie seriously, which we fucking shouldn't be digging this deep, but that's what we do. Um, (laughs) Where that, where he's like, yeah, and we, we did this to get stronger and then like, whoops, he made my brother evil and then killed everybody. Like, why aren't we doing that for them? They will need this to fight him. And then, uh, what's her face? Good looking Mick, uh, lady doctor person. I don't remember her name. doesn't matter. Is like Corny Cox. Yeah. She's like, we have, uh, other ways that make it better now without using gamma ray bullshit. And then he's like, well then use it. And then they don't use it. 
<laughs> they just say it, and then he's like, I guess I'll just uh, yell at them until they go better or something. And that's another thing, logic-wise, I don't get about this. Why is the military relying on children, children superheroes? Because they, they, yeah. they have knowledge. Like, it's an imminent threat. Okay. Yeah. It's a vague imminent threat, but you know exactly what the powers are. Yep. And it's like, we face a vague imminent impending threat, but rather than use our overwhelming military power, we need to endanger a quartet of untrained children to save the taxpayer dollars. Well, also, like, uh, what's her face? Courtney Cox is like, she has superpowers as well. What is her superpower? Chill breath or to, what? To wind out of her mouth. But it's like with a bit of a like rainbow fairy, in it. Yeah, it's like fairy That's dust. A, it's a really shitty superpower that doesn't really do much. She just blows at things. But like, yeah. No, she yeah. Huffs that's, and puffs she's great at blowing. Anyway. <laughs> like a blowjob. Anyway. Except for it's more of a suck job in real life. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Um, but like considering that she and Tim Allen have superpowers, those are people that would be like, hey, they're not children. Why don't we get people that are also their age or less or just like not children and be like hey you guys can fight them because we know you have powers as well and that's what ends up happening is tim allen puts on the uh the old uniform yeah this shittily cgi thing when his brother comes through and he ends up doing the majority of the fighting the majority he does the whole thing well no they have like they all get in their punches they're like you're not very good at this are you concussion bam fat kid fat little girl punch well, the, Mara, well, they don't telekinesis. The thing is, they he, not they M&Ms, did, rocks. They did not need it. They didn't need anybody but Tim Allen to win that fight at all. They're just like, yeah, we're annoying you. <laughs> Guess what? Concussion. <laughs> we're annoying you. This is the least. <sighs> they didn't need him. They didn't need him. It could have been because like in the, if you remember the Fantastic Four movie from what is it? 2003, five. five? Okay. That movie also had a similar climax where it's just like, blam, blam, combination superpowers. Hey, Dr. Doom, our first confrontation with you, you have finished you with you in two minutes. Like, wow. How could you? That's like I the think- lamest fucking end to a fucking villain is just like, hey, you know that you're here now? Well, guess uh, we teamwork, dude, you're dead. I, that's it. That's the fucking climax of that movie. I kind of forgive that movie, though, because that was 2005. But like. It, no, because fucking well, Spider-Man 2 was out. Well, no, because Spider-Man 2 has one superpower. I mean, one superhero fighting one villain. The Spider-Man- Fantastic Four is four superheroes back in the days when they only spent about dropped about $100 million on them. This isn't an Avengers yeah. case where they have like an ensemble, like the capacity to hold like an ensemble yeah, but, like, of superheroes. They could have been like, now he's tries to beat him and then he doesn't because he's trying to do it by himself. And then he tries to beat him, but then Doctor because they could show that like Doctor Doom's more powerful than them not combined. But when they combine, then they beat him. But instead, it's like, hey, look, it stopped. Up, oh, we killed him. All right, let's go home. Like That's it's true. It's too fast. Like in Spider Man Two, I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. Still the best superhero movie. Amen. Fucking Alfred Molina, jizz pants. Fucking great. And he's like the most understandable villain. He's That's the fucking thing. awesome. He's like. Toby Maguire's just like, hey, dude, uh, alliance because science. And he's like, cha. 
Yeah, man. I'll throw the reactor in the sea. Like, that was fucking yeah. badass. <laughs> I still think the train sequence is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Like, I need to watch that again. God damn it. How they all, like, lift him up. Yeah, man. That was, li- uh, yeah. Like, Raimi knew how to find the heart. It's yeah. not like Andrew Garfield where it's like, yeah, he's just a teen. And now that he's getting cast again as a teenager oh, and going God. back to high school. Oh, boy. Well, like, the, I don't understand why, like, what did they do with, we all... I mean, three just got producered into the ground. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Right. We're talking about, well, whatever. We can talk about other stuff too. Like, oh, whatever. Can we mention about, okay, so Chevy Chase gets trapped in a room and because, skunk oh, box. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is, it's like a, a, a training room that nobody used because reasons. Uh, oh, no. This is uh, the best part about this scene is the reason they leave is because the fat kid's on a cake hunt. That's it. <laughs> you know, fat people just, just go on cake to, benders. I need to go and find cake. Mm. Like, and then they just, then they're all going because reasons. And then they, it's like a wilderness survival thing. And then they walk into the control room because they do that. And then Chevy Chase is in there like, oh, hi, kids. Maybe you should step away from that control panel. And then they're like, ha rain. And he's like, man, that's really funny. Why don't you let me leave out of the door? Ha ha, snow. Hey, why don't you? Lightning. They almost fucking, they almost kill him. They lightning him. They electrocute the shit out of Chevy Chase. He should be fucking dead. You know, after all three days that he spent on set. <laughs> well, that's probably true. And then it's like, oh, no, there's one. Oh, this is the fucking pisses me. This is more dad writing right here. Yep. This is the most dad writing example I could come up with right now. I'm sure there's others. But in this movie, this is the most dad writing moment is um, he's like, oh, no, there's one more button. And then they do the fucking like. Like the fucking West spaghetti Western back and forth stare between the little girl and Chevy Chase. And it's like a skunk button, but it has a little flap like a nuclear launch button. Like, really, dude? Like in Goldeneye where they need two keys to. Yeah. To launch a nuke, or it's like, here's this super important button. Obviously, you need a little cover, so you want to press it when you want to press it instead of like, it's a skunk. Gunk, motherfuckers. It's not that fun. It's like, the skunk's so bad, it's nuclear. I once had a fucking skunk under my porch, and he sprayed around, and it smelled bad for a while. It's like, so wouldn't it be shut- funny if comedy legend oh, Chevy Chase God. got skunked in the face? I feel like he could really pull that off. After all, he is Fletch. It's, it's clearly the most relatable humor is a skunk, and it's funny because it's the nuclear option. In this. Why the fuck? They're a team of fucking superheroes why is it like oh no we might smell bad for a while like who gives a shit it's like that training sequence in god the damn it in the avengers where they fling shit at each other yeah that's what they just like, dodge the poo because it's gonna make you smell bad like oh no just Sweden really knows how to build team god damn it that fucking that shit pisses me off so bad. i'm so sick of dad writing god damn it okay oh so um one last thing before I give Aaron the green light to go into his rant on dad writing. It's a, a thing. A bit more. Uh, I have a thesis. <laughs> they look at, okay, so Rip Torn and Chevy Chase are out in CGI desert land, and he's like, here, I'm going to look through the binoculars. Oh, my God, and yes, like, the low rent binoculars. He's stronger than I thought. And I'm like, how can you tell? How can you tell? 
How can you tell how strong he is, Rip Torn? He's stronger than I thought he was. Like, and the and the fucking binoculars are like it's binoculars with like a box made out of like tin foil and a little like light on the front, and that's it. That's like these are super medical, super fucking military well, tech. It might as well have a bicycle horn on it. That's yeah, how like it's just like it is, makes it look more super tech, so you can see the interdimensional vortex. I'd rather they hold up like some absurd object like a dildo or something and he'd be like, oh, look through this telescope. It's, it's a dildo scope. I got to find the women pleasure. Yep. It's a cadildo scope. Yep. It's I'm a like, collided dildo. Collide dildo. Collide dildo. Collide dildo scope. Yeah. Just mashing together. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Zoom. Oh, boy. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, He's getting stronger. And and the CGI is just like, it's a big red blob. All right. How do you know that's stronger? Because it fucking is. I mean, you're dumb. Uh, he's Rip Torn. He knows. I liken Rip Torn in this movie to a walrus. Blah, 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 like a yelling, blah, blah, squawking walrus. Rip Torn is an image of fuck. Beep, 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 beep. He's got to get the children combat ready. Find me more kids to send in this battle against interdimensional foes. Torn, I was in Freddy Got Fingered, and I got freddy by finger. I, Daddy, I would like some sausage. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> fuck me in the ass. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck me. The yeah, sound sample brought to you by <laughs> Samuel Newman. Samuel Newman. <laughs> Impersonating in, Rip Torn. In his then. Rip Torn Unplugged Garage Yep, Rip Torn Unplugged. Because he sounds like fucking diabetes, man. Whatever his Wilford name is. Brimley. Wilford Brimley. If you have Yeah. Okay. Aaron, tell the audience Green what lights. is dad writing? Ooh, dad writing. So, okay, audience. I know you uh you've heard about it a little bit so far on what dad writing is. Dad writing is that fucking the war it's 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 basically what fuels all of these family comedies. Where it's basically, um, it shows how not in touch with the world the writer is because he's like 20 years in the past or 40 years in the past. And he's like, kids still listen to record players, right? That's a joke. Like the most mundane shit is a joke. It's not like satire. It's not like, here's a funny, here's clever word. Here's a pun. It's like, man, like the perfect example, that skunk button, it's a skunk, but it's super bad because we need to put a latch on it. Like, sir, I've got that phonograph right up done. Yeah. It's, it's it's like this. uh, So uh, another great example is the, um, is the, uh, how the kids talk to each other. Like there's a there's a scene where there where uh, Tim Allen throws them a uh, good job on training party and it's like a little dance and like the little girls dancing with the shit robot that we didn't mention it's like it's supposed to be like this little sidekick robot but it's like just kind of went I'm a robot like it's just it does nothing and they're like I wish oh, it was robot. That Oh, robot, you're so adorable. And it's in like a scene and it's just like this shitty pile of electronics. But anyway, little girls dancing with that. And then like girl teen and boy teen are like, 
I look pretty for the prom. And he's like, you sure do. And then he's like, I always thought you were beautiful since I was young. And I want to re- like, you could just feel the dad who wrote this reliving his fucking high school prom being like, man, high school sure was the greatest. Don't you remember when I went to prom with Cindy Lee and sh- I was like, man, Cindy Lee, you sure are swell. I'm going to write that into the script so I can remember it. Children still talk like this these days, don't they? Or at least that's how they're going to have to talk to my daughter. Yeah, they better. Do the- I wouldn't let my daughter near a boy, uh, near a fella who wouldn't be like, geez, geez. Uh, Merrigan, you sure are the swell. Merrigan, that's a female name that I it, named my daughter. It is, <laughs> sure is. Like it's the oh god damn it! It pisses me off so bad because all the all the all the jokes are fart jokes or like, hey, here's this super relatable thing. Because everyone's like, yeah, humor is this relatable thing that everyone has to relate to, and if it's relatable, then it's funny. Like, but if it's like this mundane shit. That everybody thinks of and everyone says to the point of like, if you listen to good standup comedy, it's like, it's this thing that everyone thinks, but nobody says because it's, it's a thing and nobody says about it or anything. Like it's this unbroached subject or hasn't been looked at in this angle. This is like, man, skunk sure are stinky. It's a joke. Like it's not a fucking joke. If everyone's like, man, did you hear that? Obama and the government doesn't work. That's funny. <laughs> like it's it's like okay, thanks, Uncle Steve. We like it's not a joke. The joke is the person who says those things. Like the person who makes the dad jokes is the joke to the rest of society. And I'm not talking like dad jokes. Like our our dad makes puns. And they're great because it's like, man, that hair is a rabbit. But like, I, I, I don't even remember. Like, way to way to sell that one. Yeah, that I, bird is a rabbit yeah. dog. I don't. I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I'm on a rant here, so it's not working. Oh, it's um, uh, what is it? Uh, that what do you what do you call a rabbit with a haircut or that uh, little hairs, whatever the fuck? Or or uh, one of my favorites is you. Oh. Aaron, you, you sound look, pony. You sound a little horse. Like it's like uh, that's at, at least there's like some cleverness in there. Like it's pretty good. Or like except uh, when it gets annoying is like eggs, and then you like for forty minutes everyone's like explain it to me, and then there's like twenty minutes of silence, and then like Steve in the corner's like exactly like it's. <laughs> And then those it's, two air 69. And then on 20 minutes later, it's like, can you explain that to me? And it's, it's, that's when the puns where they're lazy and shitty and get annoying, but the Rapunzel. Like, yeah. See that? That's fine. That's those are the kind of dad jokes that are all right. But if it's like, I caught a squirrel in my backyard and it was, I named him chippers or something like, <laughs> I mean, that's all right. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm funnier than them. So I can't be unfunny as much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You're a terrible example of this is a terrible joke, except for it's a good joke. Except so it kind of works because I can do it in a good way. Cause I know how to deliver a joke sometimes like, Oh, it's just it's it, when you can feel how out of touch the writer is with all society or another example is like in um when they write 
themselves into a joke where they write the joke first like we need this scene to happen because then he can think of his dad as a superhero because the, the son loves superheroes and it's like it was the daughter or it doesn't matter in uh, in old dogs they're like how do we need to make him be like a superhero and fly into the scene well we gotta close off the zoo to new visitors that, and then that writes him into this joke in the gorillas and that's funny because the guy gets captured and groped by a gorilla and then we have to go there but he then we have to come up with another reason in the story that he has to use the superman jetpack to get into the superhero party but we don't know how to do that oh I know we'll close off the birthday zone to other new visitors bitch we just use the same one and nobody will notice right like and then he uses the thing and everyone's like oh he's a superhero it's so good like when they write themselves into their own jokes is the most like if it's a logical turn they're like nope we wrote a joke already we're taking a left here bitches woo joke avenue like all the way to the bank That is the most, the, that is the worst part where it's like, sometimes it's the best, like in old dogs where the movie's like, this is another dimension. None of this makes any sense. And I kind of love it. Or in like RV where it's like, he had, what is it? Where he's like, oh, I, we need an excuse for Robin Williams to leave. How does he leave? He poops himself. Like he, he pretends to poop. Himself. Yeah. He pretends to poo himself so he can leave. Uh, maybe it's just because I've watched far too more family comedies than anyone in the world ever should that I have noticed all these things. But if you next time you're forced by, uh, I don't know, a man with a whip and a gun like a lion tamer of old to watch a family comedy, just be on the lookout for for dad writing because it's a fucking thing and I'm sick of it. That's that's about it. That's my rant. There's there's so much. That was only like 10 minutes of rants. <laughs> Well, that's fine. Anything to not have to talk about. Talk about Zoom. Zoom. Woo! Yeah, we're talking about Zoom. Extraordinary superheroes. Dude, what's that other fucking song that's in everything? Under pressure? No, 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 no. Well, that they did. Okay, smack. We need to broach this. We haven't talked about this yet. Oh no, it's might as well be walking on the sun. Or you might as well be walking on the sun. Yeah, that's it. That's the song. That's another Smash Mouth hit. Ooh, ooh. Be what I'm wearing. I, what, God, the, they are they still a thing? Do they still exist? Can you look that up for me, yeah, please? Yeah, really. Good. Oh my God! If they released an album in like the last two years, I have to listen to it just to be like, wow, they're still going, and see if they changed it all. Because I think they're still going. I. Th- also, how the fuck they're. Okay, this is going to turn into a little Smash Mouth section of this because I have Oh, to. boy. How, how the main uh, the main dude in Smash Mouth, how, why does he always wear bowling shirts? You know, he just wears bowling shirts and that, he's like, he looks like Guy Fieri's like crappy cousin. He looks exactly like him, but in bowling shirts. Oh, wait, no, that's exactly. He's, this, he's a fucking doppelganger of Guy Fieri. He looks the exact same. He's his brother, Buddy Fury. Oh, okay. Buddy Fury. 
It looks like they I cook tunes. It looks like they have a 2006 album which came out the same year as Zoom. Oh boy. Called Summer Girl and they have a oh, 2012 God. album called Magic. Okay, I need to go listen to Magic And oh, it's got to sound the exact same and it's like you know this only worked in 2002 because like Britney Spears was a thing and this was better than Britney Spears. Except Crossroads. Cuz Crossroads yeah. is great. <laughs> Way better than Zoom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's no kick down the stairs fucking miscarriage in this movie. I wish that this movie had been kicked down the stairs miscarried. And miscarried, yeah. Yep. It was miscarried, but they brought it to term anyway. So it looks like... Pregnancy Okay, joke. so Smash Mouth has rotated people a, oh, a oh, lot. Isn't It's still the same singer, though, so that's all that matters. I think so. Yeah. Steve Harvell or... Yeah, that dude. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it looks like they've been just touring. It doesn't really say anything on yeah, Wikipedia. I don't like. I don't. Who still is like, man? Smash Mouth's my jam. Well, uh, see the thing. I the, the reason they're probably popular. We're going way the fuck off track, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> fuck it. It's Smash Mouth podcast. Let's go. Welcome to Smash Corner. This is me, Smash Jams, Grandmaster Smash. Talking about Smash Mouth. Um, this is Grandmaster Mouth. Mouth. <laughs> How did you? All right, that didn't work. Um, I'm just Grandmaster. Grandma, I'm the Grand Wizard. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> Why not? Oh, you know, just something about uh, KKK and the clan. Oh, I didn't. Is that a KKK thing? <laughs> the Grand Wizard. Yeah, that's like the oh, leader. That sounds it more like sounds, a like a Dungeons and I, Dragons. That's another th like. How can you be scared of the K? Like not now. How can you be scared of the KKK? Well, obviously, their if you're leader black is a is a called the Grand Wizard. We say that as white people, we do not understand the racial fear. I'm well. I mean, like if they're gonna lynch you, yeah, that's terrifying. But like Grand Wizard. I mean, there are still pockets of the KKK that are active in killing people of color. Oh, I'm sure there are, yeah. but still, the Grand Wizard. Jesus Christ, how do how do they expect like other people to back them being like, yeah, you want to follow our grand wizard so we can lynch Negroes like what? <laughs> how does anybody take them at all seriously except to be like, no, they actually will kill you. But if they didn't kill anybody, everyone be like, what? The, what the actual grand fuck? wizard? What, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back that, to that, Zoom. Oh, what was the I was talking about Smash Mouth. Oh, I wanted to bring up something about Tim Allen. Oh, okay. Oh, how he plays a great asshole? Yeah, he plays a great asshole. Yes, that's why he works in Galaxy Quest. And, well, I mean, Buzz Lightyear, kind of a douche. Yeah, he's a dick. And in this movie, he kind of does it a little bit. And you're like, man, this, this is why this came up. Because we were both like, you know, this scene, Tim Allen's like, he's he's fine in it. Tim Allen's doing great as being like, yeah, you fucking kids and you, I'm just going to go home and jerk off to some porn or whatever. Like where he, he's like the apathetic dick bag. Like he works as that character in a movie. And then he's supposed to have like a character turnaround where he turns into the nice guy. And in this, it happens way too early. Well, because his arc is contingent upon falling in love with Courtney Cox, the uh -huh. little girl being like, Oh, you're, Hold you can my be hand, my even dude, though yeah. you're an asshole. 
Well, she's a kid. I mean, she's a little bit less discerning. To the father that didn't send her to a top secret military (laughs) thing. Yeah. Yeah. The father figure that didn't send her off to die. Yeah. The one that actually has powers and accepts her. To some interdimensional portal or some shit. We don't know. Yeah, and of course, the another dad writing thing is like, she's a six-year-old girl. She like pink. She'd want her thing to be yeah, a princess. That is a very dad writing thing, as I'm glad you brought that up. Where It happened in, uh, what, in uh, what you call it again? Uh, Spy, Spy Next, Next Door. Door as well. That's a very dad writing movie. Where she's like, there's a pattern. Here. I only, oh, of course it is. It I only wear pink or and then uh, what's oh yeah where they're always like where the little girls like when are we gonna get names? I want to be princess. Like that's because little girls like pink and princesses. Then you have to do your gender identity consistently, otherwise punishment. Yeah, like that's that's the only thing little girls like is princess and pinkses. Zoom. Zoom. Well, that was talking about Zoom. I know, but okay. <laughs> Back I wrote, on track. I wrote down like, why did Tim Allen do this movie? I was like, I don't know. Did he go to three Scottish witches and did they tell him that his rise to greatness would come from doing a family superhero movie? Is this like the plot of Macbeth? Probably. Except for he doesn't die at the end. Mick shit. Mick shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mick shit. Yeah. Mick Burton Ernie. <laughs> what? It's when we did the Scottish play in college, we didn't call it that. Actors are superstitious. Oh yeah. We called it McBurger. I called it McBurton Ernie's Revenge. Fair enough. Which is a way better title. I don't I don't get the superstition. So, someone thing. said McBoner, and I was like, all right, well, you childish. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, and uh so and then Tim Allen is also currently doing Last Man Standing, a man session, quote unquote. What? Piece. Uh, well, that shows very like racist, homophobic, angry white guy ish. Wait, which one? When? Last Man Standing. When? When is the? When did this happen? Of uh, it's in like its fourth season now, I think. Oh, it, it's still going. Yeah, it's on the ABC. Fuck? I think. Okay. It's like his big return to TV. It's like if Michael J. Fox says Michael J. Fox show actually took off, except for bad. Oh, okay. Because Michael J. Fox show was kind of good. I didn't see it. Oh, it's in its. F- it's going to be in its fifth season. Oh boy, people love Tim Allen. Oh boy, everybody loves Tim Allen. Down now. Oh, we had to do it. It's a Tim Allen movie. Or for Santa Claus. Oh, jingle oh, jingle. Oh, oh. Oh. I was gonna go jingle jingle jingle, but ho 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 hits fits the meter better. Come on, uh, ho ho ho. Eighty six episodes of Last Man Standing. Jesus exists. Christ! How? All right, he's reaching for that syndication star, man. Yep, he's reaching for that fucking syndication I money. Was, I want it. I Ooh. want partners to succeed. More oh than my I want. god! How many? How many? Oh god! How many episodes did that make it to? We need ten. to check up. On, it it made o- ten. It only yep. made it to ten. Thank fucking god! Oh, that's anyway, a lot of my mind. Anyway, yeah. So zoom. No, no, last man standing. I want to read the Oh, okay, right, 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 right. The series follows, this is according to Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. Okay. A senior executive and director of marketing for an outdoor sporting goods store. Look, he's playing a working class outdoors. No, 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 no. He's the character from Old Dogs. Except for that's not sports marketing. It, it sounds Sporting like goods it. chain based in Denver, Colorado. Marketing, though. Whose world is filled by women, especially at home with his wife and three daughters, one of whom is a single mother. Ain't that wacky? It's funny because that's a thing. 
People are single parents. Oh, wacky. That doesn't sound funny at all. Where's the where's the humor? When Left he, on the cutting room floor. When he talks to his daughter about not having a bunch of sex because she's a whore for having a child so early. That's probably what that show says. He takes turns crying into a bucket in his trailer over where his career has gone between Toy Story and now. And then he talks to his daughter about, you know, I know you're, you whored yourself out to that, that man... But I love you anyway, despite your terrible, 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 god-awful, whorish flaws. You know what they say? Don't you love me back, daughter? And she's like, uh... You know what a good Christian says? Hate the sinner, not the sin. (laughs) Oops, I pooed. This is hot comedy. Hate the shitter, not the shit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> wow juvenile the following the broadcast of this Cameron and Aaron were both hired as staff writers on last man, <laughs> on standing. Last man standing god if they hired us it would be it, the fucking humor would go way better I'm sure it'd be like you know daughter why don't you go have sex with 40 dudes and just put the penis up your butt cause you love being a whore and then that would be. <laughs> you do realize that this is on ABC, a broadcast I, network. Oh, you just graphically describe <laughs> sexually. Fine, we'll we'll thinly veil it. Man, you sure love twenty dudes in your bedroom at night. <laughs> Implicate real- implying that you're a whore because you're a single mother. Ha ha, slut shaming because that's what Americans think is funny. Just like fat shaming in this movie. Yeah, but that's less that's that's less damning. Okay, so concussion comes right, we have a movie. dimensional rift. Oh boy. And uh so And he just kind of stands there for a while. Yeah. He doesn't come out and be like, I'm back. He doesn't like announce himself. He's just like, I'm here. Dude's been through like a bunch of different dimensions. The last thing I would be if I pop out in the desert, I'd I'd probably be like pretty dumb, dumbfounded. Well, the the way the movie makes it seem is like he's coming back for revenge from something for for being dimensionalized or some shit. Dimensionalized. Yeah, he's got dementia. He got thrown into dimensions. Whatever. Dimensional into dementia. Yeah, he forgot all his fucking (laughs) words. Where to put my keys? Where did I put my hamster from 1945? Where did I put my acting career and my sensitivity? Where did I put my sense of humor? Oh, that's right. <laughs> so Tim Allen goes down to fight him first. He's like, I don't want to fight you. Oh, great. And then he just pushes him a bunch. Yeah, because he's like, you lost your powers, didn't you? And he's like, mm, I'm old. No, you lost your powers. He, he can move. Tim Allen's character can move a finger really fast. Yeah, that's the only thing that he has left for now. But. When he's in the suit, that his super suit, he can move like the Flash, basically. Well, no, the 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 thing is, he's like, I never had a reason to use my superpowers until he threatened that little girl. Except for to make smoothies. Yeah, but I mean, like the rest of his body. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, they start fighting him and it just cuts away to Rip Torn in the middle of like- yep. Loudly smash mouth theme music to be like, this is better than I expected. He's more powerful. Well, also, you can't have smash you can't have smash mouth. Like 
at best, a fun party band being like, they're going to fight to the end of the world. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't work. It's the same thing with ACDC in fucking Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. It doesn't work for a lot of scenes. That's why it you fits don't. for the scenes where they're like aggressively driving or turning yeah. the car around. Where it's like. It's just like, oh God, the cars are coming. Like that makes you realize that you just did smoke on the water. right? I didn't. I did it a little different, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. You get my point where it's like this, this, this fucking, this musical feel works for like these aggressive scenes. But when it's like love making scene, you want to go, you don't want it to be like, yeah, I'm just your average everyday fucking guy. I'm going to fuck you right in the ass. Got to rack out, out. Like that's like not. You Honey, can't. can your bandmates leave the room, please? <laughs> Never. Look at my gaffieri looking motherfucker face. I might go bowling, but it might just be your fashion statement. God damn. Like. You, the the things that you see, there's only one band that has pulled this off as far as I know, successfully doing being like, yeah, we're a band, but we've also done a soundtrack. And that was Mastodon doing Jonah Hex. Terrible movie, but the soundtrack fucking worked. Like if, cause they didn't just, the, the problem with taking like ACDC and doing maximum overdrive is they just took songs that they already had and just pasted them in the movie. Same thing with smash mouth. They just took songs that they had and they pasted them in the movie. Jonah Hex, all of it. They, they, they wrote, Alt Mastodon was just like, we're going to write this shit for this scene. So it fits the scene and the timing of the scene. And it'll be, it'll, it'll work great instead of like, yeah, we're just going to take blood mountain and we're going to take uh, I don't know, colony of Birchman and we're going to put it over this violent scene. And like, they, they don't do that. They, they put it, they wrote individual things for individual scenes and that worked because the, the the guys from Mastodon aren't fucking. Yeah, we just need the check because eh, fuck it. <laughs> Why does everybody shit themselves? It's just that's what people do when they cop out for money. I guess I don't know. I'd cop out for money. I need money. I'm poor. Anyway, well, I can think of a few other good examples. I mean, the Hannah soundtrack was scored by. Um, let's see who it's. The Chemical Brothers? Oh, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's the Chemical Brothers. They did that. Yeah. Portishead scored uh, Ex Machina. So, like, there are bands that are really, there are bands that are really good with that. Massive Attack yeah. scored the Jetly Unleashed, which is an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and Daft Punk did like 12 movies or something. Yeah. Shit. Well, like, whatever. most notably, like, yeah. Tron Legacy. But, like, it, that's, those are all like techno bands and stuff instead of like rock bands or metal bands. Like, there's only been like a couple movies where it's like this rock band or this metal band is going to like do the soundtrack. Like then the only Flash one Gordon. Well, I Flash mean, Gordon fucking worked cuz it's Queen and it's motherfucking Flash Gordon. It fits the tone that the movie is. Well, they also once again, they wrote the music for the movie. It wasn't they didn't write it before, they wrote it for the movie specifically. And there are songs in this in Zoom that are not Smash Mouth. No, but the Smash Mouth is like this would fit perfectly. Can we mention that this is the worst combat scene ever? Oh my god, there's combat in this movie? No. No, there is loud music played over what is yeah. supposed to look like combat. It yeah, it's some Smash Mouth song that's like bang 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 and it's like there's a fucking you we're we're like in the Avengers, it's like dun 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 dun, dun. like it's like fucking like you can like, there's yeah, some, like, there's some emotion it punctuates in there. the it heightens Yeah, the, it heightens there's there this dispels all tension of like it makes it like 
it makes think like slapstick was like like it makes it more ridiculous. Like if they put like wacky music over top, then it makes it like slapstick ridiculous. It's not even that. It's just like everything's gonna be fine. You know that tension? We don't have it anymore. Okay. Woo! I've got like, a perfect it's example. Awful. So you've seen Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah. Sure have. Pivotal scene. Hannibal Lecter gets out of the handcuffs, gets uh-huh. the nightstick. Classical music is playing totally like atmospherically punctuates him beating those guards to death. Uh-huh. Imagine if they replaced that with exactly. or, or if they replaced that with like Nirvana's like smells like teen spirit. And you'd be like, here we are now. Beat us to yeah, death. Exactly. It would make no fun. Like that would not work at all. At all. Although it would be kind of funny. Oh, that would be fucking hilarious. Or I want to do that now. Death metal with Hannibal Lecter just like. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, are you the bane of the hounds? That'd be great. I am Charlemagne. Oh my God. I shed the blood of a Saxon man. I shed the blood of 10,000 Saxon men. Oh, I miss you, Christopher rest Lee. In, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I make more Charlemagne metal in, in fucking afterlife, motherfucker. <laughs> that was ridiculous, and I loved he's, it. He's probably dressed as hey, Charlemagne. Hey, right Cameron, now. do you shed the blood of the Saxon man? Because I shed the I blood of 10,000 Saxon men. Blah! It's fucking awesome. Okay, anyway, so sorry. They. Okay, so they're. They, th- when the fight is going in, when the fight is going in concussions, favor. Uh-huh. Rip Torn fires a net. It's a sonic net. It's a sonic net. Ah! And then it doesn't work, and he. Says- well, no, this is this is when uh, Tim Allen's like, oh no, because he concussionizes it towards uh, little girl, woman, first in person, the small one. And then Tim Allen's like, oh, dear shit, I got to save her. And that's when he goes fast for the first time in 20 billion years. And then he drops her off later. He's like, and she's like, you went fast. And he's like, I did. Yep. And and then he super speeds back to the lab and he grabs his suit and then he comes back and he's like, I look all super cool, man. And by the way, it, his suit looks like a rejected Power Rangers suit. Like imagine the Power Rangers suit, but instead of like all the different colors and shapes on it, it's just black. Like that's it with like one blue accent on his helmet. And can we mention that you, awful. that you get to see Tim Allen, like without a shirt on in this movie. When, when like little girls, like, can I sleep in the room with you? I had a bad dream. No, that's him without pants. Oh yeah, he well, still had a good, shirt on. It's good preparation. Had, it was just boxes for when you get to see him in a speedo. Oh, oh yeah, with oh. the cranks. <laughs> Fucking Christ! I'm a little excited to watch that next month. Bonerific to oh, see him. Oh boy! Well, that's also this in that scene. The little girl's like rip bench towards because I want to sleep closer, which is like. It's funny because she's adorable, it's a but deer- she's strong. Bleh. Like. Ugh. Okay, so can we talk about the best Rip Torn line from the movie? Please do. So he turns the Chevy Chase after the uh, sonic net. And yeah, oh, it doesn't the work. sonic net. And he yells at him and says. I don't remember this one. It's. Uh, or it is. Isn't it fire another one or some shit? No. You fumbling, bumbling, <gasps> bumbling bozo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I forgot about that line. It's so good. Where is it? Oh. I have it. 
thing. You hum drumbling, scrumbling, plumbing, bumbling, rumbling, bozo. It, it's like uh, Cat, Dr. Seuss got lazy and is just like, I need to write a line for this movie. You fumbling, bumbling, bozo. Why didn't you hit the target with the sonic net? You bumble shit to fuck you. Two, um, days, <laughs> two days is up. Where's my million? You crumble snatched motherfucker. Like, I don't know. It's a kid's movie, Rip. Uh, bumbling, fumbling, gungling, humdrumbling, bozo, trembling, shit, wumbling, dumb, fumbling, bozo, you fucked up. Like, it just sounds like he made that shit up on the spot and everyone's like, and then, and the fucking, the director's like, Rip, can I call you Rip, Mr. Torn? That, yes. That was the best line I've ever heard in my entire life. Good, because you're not getting another take, motherfucker. Oh, well, I don't need one, then. That's, that's Where's my million? <laughs> right here in my pocket. They just give directors millions to keep in their pocket? Action! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. What the so fuck else is in the... God they, damn it. They beat concussion, and I wrote... With, like, a weird vortex yeah. bullshit? Well, no, like, it's less of a vortex... My question, I don't care about how they defeat him. That, that I do. Beside the fucking It point. makes no sense. What was making him evil? Was it the gamma radiation? Yes. It was, apparently. Because all the other people had, like, gamma radiation, and they were fine, but he was like, eh, made me evil. Reasons? He broke the number one rule of being named concussion. You don't fall asleep with a concussion. <laughs> That's a dad joke. It, yeah. Kind of. Not, yeah, pretty kind much. Of. But, like, so here's, the way they defeat him is Tim Allen runs around super fast, and it's like, it's creating a vortex behind him. And then there's, like, this shitty, another little screen where it's like, the evil energy's going up, and the good energy's coming down because of the vortex. Tim Allen, if you what hit him- What color should signify evil? Red. What color should signify good? Blue. All right. But then, and then Tim Allen, and then they're like yelling at Tim Allen. He's like, Tim Allen, do like a hundred more laps around him and then he'll be good again. And then he's like, fucking Roger Dodger, bitch. And then they do it. And then he's good again. Why? Because I don't know. Good vortex. Fucking who gives a shit? It's fucking makes no goddamn sense. He just runs around him. And then it's like, well, I guess I'm, I'm geez, gee, fellas. It sure is swell. Then I'm a good guy again. Well, no, they literally. Okay. So concussion is, he's like, oh, well, fuck them. They tried to defeat me and got all this. And so all he does, all Tim Allen does to defeat him is run around in a circle and then spout cliche dialogue at him. He's basically like, you know, you could use your powers for good. Right. And he's like, you know, I never thought of that. I guess I'm not evil anymore. Well, Shit, I didn't think, all right, I guess I'll do that. Oh, okay. Conflict over. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then it goes back to seeing the children in their ordinary lives, but then they have these shitty little cell phones that ring a ding, 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 whenever it's like, hey, you gotta fight this evil guy, and then they fucking do because they get the call, and they're like, I'm going to Area 52 in the flying saucer. The end. But one thing that was confusing is that the voiceover says that they are... Uh... So they're like, oh, well, they're all reunited. Yeah. So the line, you could use your powers for good, makes no fucking sense. Nope. Concussion isn't there. No. So he's not using his powers at all. We can infer. No, he just kind of leaves, and then yeah. it's up to the four children to save the world. 
but that just defeats the whole motivation and character. Uh-huh. Arc of like, so you can come like the assumption that presupposes this is you can come use your powers for good by joining my superhero team or fighting alongside with me. And he's like, sure. Yeah. All right. Why let's, not? Go do that. Yeah, all right. let's go do that, bro. Sure, man. Let's, yeah, that man. sounds fun. Yeah, man. Whatever. Hey, man, you want to go be not evil with me? Yeah, sure, man. You do realize that that's the same voice as hey, man. Okay. Hello. How Hello. you doing, man? Pretty good. Halo. How evil are Halo you? Halo Reach. Halo Reach. I get it because it's a video games. Yep. I've slipped into another character. I know. I noticed. Child rearing. Uh, security. <laughs> clip, clop, clip, clop. When did you hire horse guards? Oh no, my fatal, <laughs> my fatal weakness. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip. Horse noise, horse noise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, centaurs. <laughs> yep. I'm going to shoot you with my bow now. I'm a centaur. Uh-oh, you can't show violence. I'm censored. Oh, no. Like my giant horse dong. Well, I am a centaur. I get it? Because their horses' penises are big. I actually didn't mean it like that, but sure, that's Woo! what I meant. So, what's your side? I'm a centaurus. Verdict. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I had to get that joke in. It's terrible. Ignore it. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, I'd say watch the opening scene just to know. It's free on YouTube. Watch the opening scene right up to where Smash Mouth ends, and then you can leave. Because yeah. I, I, I want people to know how bad, the how terrible an exposition dump can be. Because this is probably the worst exposition dump we've ever seen. I agree with that. Yes, it's it's so like we need to get this out of the way so the children know what's happening in the movie, and then so we feel like we said it. Yeah, it's done. We'll just do it in the beginning, and it's done. And it's like the like none of the performances or any of the lines of dialogue in the character interplay. They're like we we got the exposition out of the way. We don't need to have any context to these characters. Yeah, not at all. It's like what if the Avengers? Well, they don't. They don't didn't they, know each other. And we're just like, hey, want to fight? Sure, let's go do yeah, that. Right, and they all happily that. agreed. Like yeah, our friend fine. Luke's story, like there was no conflict between the people. I want to go do a good thing. I do too. Let's go on an adventure. Woohoo! Like that is yeah. the beginning, middle, and end of the story. Yeah. But this is like glossing over all that. It's well, just- I mean, all the, I mean, the expedition, exp- eh, expedition, exposition dump at the beginning, the rest of the movie doesn't reference it except the bad guy. Being the bad guy. And I didn't even know like that the Ermitant threat was the brother. I thought that it was yeah. just some vague form. Well, I mean, it had a it had a picture of a dude. And it's like he's coming through the vortex. Like it could have been anybody. It it's true. It, it could have been the neighbor from home improvement hidden behind a giant interdimensional fence. I would have loved that. <laughs> um Hey do neighbor? Like you can use your powers for good. Okay, shows face, everybody dies. See, they could have if they spread the exposition out in natural dialogue where it was like they where it's like, okay, where they're like, here here's this imminent threat. We need to set this up to defeat it. What it, what does he have? And it's like, well, uh, if you remember back in Blah, Concussion, here's his powers. Here's what we need to build. Oh, we can't build that. Get the superheroes. Like, I don't know. It could have been it could have been way better than like, here's 10 minutes of this shitty comic book with Smash Mouth playing in the back, yelling about the beginning of this story where it's like, hey, and then Concussion went evil, but then but then the superhero team of Zoom will get bombarded with gamma radiation. 
and then it made him stronger, except Concussion, who's also stronger, but also he's evil for some reason, and then he killed the other three, and then this guy lived, and then he went through a fucking wormhole, and now he's coming back. Like that, instead of like 10 minutes of that bullshit, it could have just been like, hey, this threat, we should explain it in dialogue in the movie in a natural way. Nope, fuck it. I we wish, get to rip torn yelling. I wish that it was your method where there was just like a loud homeless guy that just comes up to like the kids and he's like, hey kids, do you know what happened when I was your age reading the Zoom I'd comics? Love, I'd love that. <laughs> Hey, children, did you know that he has a brother? His name's Concussion. He goes, bah, 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 with fucking, he's, he shoots a sonic waves and his name's Concussion. And then he killed him and her and then the other dude and then the person he was fucking and they were all bombarded with Gamma and then he went evil and then killed them all and now he's in a space pool. He's coming back in five days. Get the fuck ready. Like, I would love that. If a and then crazy guy just burst guards, the fuck in. They're like, oh, there he is. Oh, my God, I would <laughs> love that. Drag him away. No, you know what? I'll tell him more. Yeah, that, that's how I, this is why I should make movies. People give me money and I'll I, write movies. That would be an amazing way to introduce exposition. That would be the best way to exposition dump. Would be like, what the actual shit is this crazy guy? Oh, he's telling us the plot. All right. How how great would that be? Amazing. Oh, my God. How That would be. Ooh, that would sell a movie on its own. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, so verdict is don't. don't see, does this belong in the catastrophe section? No, no, not bad, not entertaining enough. Okay, Aaron, what is the tomatometer for this movie? Six. Lower. Four. Two. Three. Four. Seven. Twelve. It's three. Three. Wow. Uh, the consensus Damn. reads as follows: Lacking the punch and good cheer of the Incredibles and Sky High. Zoom is a dull and laugh-free affair. Oh, God. Sky High was a thing. God damn. Yeah, I think it came out like a year later or a year, like a few years earlier. Before, than obviously be before if the if that was referencing it. Probably. They're contemporaries. Like yeah, the they're Prestige, kind of the, same thing. the Illusionist. But the Prestige is good. Fight Club, Etiquette Club. Yeah. Uh, napkin Folding Club. Yep. By Jane Austen. Oh, boy. Star- <laughs> Oh God! What if Fight Club was written by Jane Austen? <laughs> oh, and then so good. Elizabeth was so filled with pride. Elizabeth doth protest against his fight style, and she turned to her alter ego, made out of soap, Jane Hathford, and she was like Jane Prejudice. She, you better go and get him, otherwise we're gonna go make soap. She's like, okay, all right, man. Yep, <laughs> that's how they talk in you know Victorian times, in them Victorian in them olden days. Okay. Antebellum Russia. Yep, antebellum Russia. <laughs> yeah, I I don't protest. Yolodjelada was good against the Belgians. In Russia is cold. In Russia, things are often opposite from American counterpart. Which makes it funny when American comics tells the, uh, the backwards humor of it's in like, Soviet Russia. Here, let, blah, me blah, blah, give, blah. let me give example. In Soviet Russia, thing do you, but in America, thing you do thing. Haha, ha, laugh a lot. But joke is always same, always, because it's not funny. Is not funny. Let us read the counterpoints of right. Rotten Tomatoes. What dumb fuck thought this was a good movie? Two fresh reviews, oh 63 boy. Rotten. Ooh. 
David Nisser from Real Film Reviews gave it 2.45 out of 4. Wrote a lighthearted and mindlessly engaging time waster. I, it's not engaging. It's, I'm, okay, it is engaging in how rage-inducing it is. In the way me, that movie masochists like us enjoyed it. Where we just yell at it and say, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why don't you write a script that isn't garbage? And then the other one is Kamal the Diva Larsul from Three Black Chicks Review. Larsul. That sounds like a like it a wizard. Said, Hold on, that sounds like a wizard bad guy's name. Larsul will come and torch the lands. Like that's Voldemort, fu- Voldemort, Voldemort. That sounds fucking metal. Larsul. Anyway, back in I had to. Sorry. It just says it made me laugh. I don't know why. I kind of. You know what? That's all right. It's like, well, in my own subjective experience, it wasn't total that's shit. A better, that's a better review than the other one. Aaron, how much did this movie cost to make? Uh, 20, 30 million. Higher. 50. Lower. 42. Lower. Six. Between numbers that you've already guessed. Nope. 30. 35. 35. How much did it make? 10. Higher. 1,000. No. <laughs> 24, uh, 80. Lower. Did it, did it make profit? No. Good. Thank fuck. 20 mil. Something like that. 23. It made $12.5 million Ooh. worldwide. Good. Fuck this thing. It made 500,000, like roughly $500,000 mm-hmm. uh non-domestic and it made eleven million nine hundred eighty nine thousand three hundred and twenty eight dollars domestically oh boy so it made four and a half million dollars in its opening weekend coming in at number nine that is awful that Thank is like God. speaking of jonah hex that's similar to what jonah hex made but at least jonah jonah hex was more entertaining it was bad but it's like it's ridiculous it's it's just the problem with that movie is that they, if they edited that movie better it could have been awesome like if the if the director was more like controlling on how to edit it i because that that movie had like a distinct visual style you could you could tell he had like the characters worked out and and they were everything worked except like the editing if they trimmed that shit up and made it better like just i don't know they could have tightened it and it would have been a fine movie it really bothers me because I, I I still like that movie just because you can see under the fucking shit that was poured on it afterwards by like producers. What movie? Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. You can tell that people like same with like Mimic where it's like you can tell the producers shit on the movie. Otherwise, it would oh, have been no, like, your papers. It's all right. Otherwise, you, you would have been like it could have been a, an all right movie. It could have been all right. But the director's cut of Mimic we have not watched yet. No, so we, we need to see it. Obviously, it's Guillermo. Fucking, we love Guillermo. Although, I I don't know if he got if he left after they finished filming or not. Like, if I don't remember because if it's like a Richard Donner Superman two thing where it was like he was because Richard Donner was fired halfway through filming, so right. the Richard Donner Superman two cut that existed from his original script doesn't exist because he never shot it all. Yeah. So Richard Lester, who came in and reshot it and made it more wacky and kooky boopy. And well, I mean, that's slapsticky. Oh boy. And he ultimately made Superman three. And anyway, we won't talk about that. The quest uh, for peace. Or but whatever. no, that's four. Yeah. That with, one sounds great. With the greatly named nuclear man as the bad guy. Oh boy. Anyway. So if they finished it after he, 
could recut that into a usable film. Uh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so Aaron, this movie was nominated for a singular Razzie. What was that singular Razzie? Oh my god. Um, I don't know. It can't be worse Tim Allen. Worse Tim Allen. <laughs> it can't be worse for Tim Allen. I don't think so, because honestly speaking, he wasn't that bad. He worked, kind of. For us. Um, may I also mention that this is also the year that... So this movie came out in August 2006, and guess what came out? What Tim Allen movie we've also seen came oh out a few months God. before that. So it was a, a worst actor for him for this and another movie, right? Yep. What was the other movie? Oh, Christmas with the Cranks. No, that was 2004. Okay. Really? That's a 2004 movie. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. I don't know. It involves R RV. No, it involves him becoming a non-human character. What? It's got Robert Downey Jr. I don't remember. It involves a bunch of blood cells, furry blood cells. Oh my God, the shaggy dog. Yep. Okay, he deserves that shit. So he was nominated for worst actor, nominated, didn't win. I mean, lose. Oh whatever. my God, shaggy dog for so bad. The Santa Claus 3. Fair. The shaggy dog in this movie. Okay, that's fair. I was about to say, for this movie alone, he didn't deserve it. Yeah, it's kind of like when Sylvester Stallone was nominated for worst director for the first Expendables film. That movie's not good, but it's not like it works anywhere. as the movie that it is where it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of dumb old fuckers who shoot things like that's fine. Like whatever the thing, the thing about those Expendables movies is they need to make the plot sillier. They need to be like three, yeah. were, three was a step two and three were a step in the a right direction yes. for that. One was a little bit boring. Two was pretty great, but just because of the bad guy. But I think if they went like, there's like 12 guys with nukes and they're going to launch them at everything. And then this dude's got like a death ray. And it's like, that would probably be what they just went way off the fucking rails with it. It'd be better. But anyway, so a bit of trivia about this movie. Uh, the DVD cover shows Tim Allen's character clean shaven, but he always appears in the movie with a mustache and goatee. Yeah. Just, so the promo shoot didn't match that. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, the director of Zoom has also directed such films as the first Garfield film. Oh, fucking Christ. A Home Alone TV movie called Home Alone The Holiday Heist. Oh, my God. In I know about that. I know about that movie. Um, the Holiday Heist. Oh, oh Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. You know, the good one. Except not. Was that? That's the second one, right? Or yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like those movies that much. Um, and the writer. Let's see, Adam Rifkin and David Baradon. Oh, Adam Rifkin. Oh, hold on. How many kids do they have each? <laughs> I have no idea, but I imagine probably a bunch. Fucking um, dad ass motherfuckers. Yep. Adam Rifkin wrote the screenplay for Underdog. Oh, that came out, didn't it? Yep, two thousand nine. I forgot that movie came out. 2007. We bad. should probably watch how gar how garbage that is. I got it for dad because it has a talking dog. That's true. He does love terrible, terrible movies like Zookeeper. And you know what's interesting is that that movie has, um, let's see, it's got a few actors I like in it. It's got Jason Lee and well, Peter Dinklage and here's Jim the Belushi. We I can't mean, really Belushi. say anything about Jason Lee. He did all the Chipmunks movies. So did it. So did David Cross. He did like one. He did. He did one of them. Oh, no. I thought he had a minor part. And then in Chipwrecked, he got a bigger role and then cut, quit. I don't remember. He's like, I can't say for legal reasons, but let's just say it involves characters getting, getting chipwrecked. Chip yep. I love uh, him. 
But he's he was like he wasn't like the main character. <laughs> Jason Lee was. Oh holy shit! Oh god, what? Oh no, what? This David Berenbaum guy who also co-wrote the screenplay. Yeah, he okay. So he's got one good credit. Okay, he's also written another family comedy that we've done for this show. Oh God, what? The Haunted Mansion. Oh God, that boring piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that movie. He followed his writing job oh, on that, that with this. Then the Spider uh, Spider Dick Spider Wick Chronicles. Oh yeah, that was a thing. And then Strange Magic, the George Lucas what? produced animated film. What? What? What is this? How terrible is it? Should we watch it? It's supposed to be terrible, and I've been saying that we should watch it. I, he you also d- you didn't say it to me. He also co- yeah, I did. I'm like, there's a George okay. Lucas film that came out, Then we should probably watch it and do that. Probably. Anyway, moving going back to that, he has one yes. good credit. It is Elf. Oh, he did Elf. Yeah, but he co-wrote Elf. That I doubt any of the good stuff. Was uh, his. yeah, probably. He was probably like, we need to move the plot along. Here's a plot device. How long have we been recording for? Like two hours. <laughs> like two hours or two hours? Almost two hours. Okay. Well, uh. Let's move on into what's on our radar. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? I have fallen in love with Danger 5. For those of you who don't know Danger 5, the first season is like a genre show making fun of like Hogan Hogan's Heroes and all those like weird spy shows and all the like all the tropey ridiculous like it's a t- it's a danger team and they go around the world stopping stuff. Like I like uh uh, what's that uncle show or whatever that they're doing a movie for man from uncle. Oh yeah. The man from uncle. It's kind of like those kind of like weird sixties shows, but they, uh, they hunt Hitler and it's ridiculous. And they use a bunch of ridiculous like sets and everything's great. And their, their boss is a man with an Eagle head and it's fucking, you just watch it's on free on Netflix. It's great. The second season, each of the episodes goes through a different like eighties movie trope. And then eventually back in time and a bunch of other stuff. It's ridiculous. I, that show is fucking incredible. Go Australia for making that. Not the whole of Australia, just a couple of them. But yeah. Just a few involved in Just a few involved in that. Um, I don't think I've, I've done. I haven't done much else recently. Except jerk off into 12 buckets. 12? 12 different jerk off buckets. So are you done? Uh with jerking off or the the plugging the radar stuff. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, so I can't think of anything. What's on my radar this week? Uh, oh Nobody yes, Hannibal. You oh yep, Han- yep, Hannibal, 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 Hannibal. Hannibal Burris. No, Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal the show. We've got a picture of this killer. It's just Hannibal Burris. That'd be great. Hannibal. Yeah. Lecter. Mad Mad Mickelson. Who is the best Hannibal? I'm gonna steal a joke from the flop house. Go ahead. Mads about you. <laughs> they say that a lot. I that, like them. That's pretty great. By the way, watch that. Wait, what? are they talking about Mads Mickelson in that? Yeah. Oh, okay. They uh yeah, Flop House is great. Plug the Flop House. They also talk they yes. also talk vaguely about bad movies. We're a little more focused than they are. And by that I mean a shitload more focused than they are. They, Focus grouped. Yeah, and they're like uh successful people with like one of them is like the lead writer at uh, the, the, the Daily, Daily Show. Show yeah. yeah, so it's great. But anyway, enough about better podcasts. And by that, I mean eh. other podcasts. We're pretty fucking great still. As you know, if you've made it to the end, I'm going to poo on you if you leave. Scat play. Please come back. I love you. He does. Oh. 
So yeah, Hannibal's fucking the season three's come out. It started. It's fucking good. And it's cool that you find out how many people Mads Mickelson's killed, and it's a lot, and then he kills more people, and then it's like, hey, we're going to Italy. Want to see more people dying in Italy? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to see more people dying in Italy. And I'm like, he will get Mads Mickelson playing Hamilton Lecter, and it's like, we'll just get more people to put bodies inside of bodies and then eat a guy and this be like good. and that's been our TV reviewer Franz Herdenand Franz Herdenand yes reviewing the season 3 premiere of Hannibal and now back to Aaron plugging things that he's seen didn't hey go watch Hannibal it's good hey watch Hannibal it's good is that all Aaron that's really all I haven't that's, that's uh, about Ga- it Game of Thrones finished up it's Fifth season this week. I watched the first season a long time ago. Sure did. You should watch the whole thing now. Eh. It's 50 hours. That's a lot of hours. You can get through it at work. Eh. I, I have to paint at work. And it is one. Once you start watching it and get into it, you'll want to watch it when well, you get home. You know. Like, it's that good. I know it's good, but I don't know. Anyway, I really starting like- this late back. It's like everyone's like, man, jerking off to every. Hey, you're watching it. Let me spoil. Why, why is jerking me, off? Let the- me spoil all the future things because I've already heard it all. I'm waiting until oh. every all the fucking everything goes away, and then I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna watch this unspoiled. Hopefully, I mean everyone will have already shouted it, but I'll hopefully have forgotten because I'll watch other weird shit that came out. Oh, I need to uh, I need to rewatch or watch the new um Eric Andre show. Anyway, go. Go. That reminded me of weird shit. Go. Uh Hannibal. Game of Thrones, really great. <laughs> also Hannibal, great. Um True Detective starts its second season this week, which I'm really excited. It took for. forever to get to that. Yeah, but I mean it's an anthology series. Oh, I, I it's, no, I know. It's one guy that writes all the episodes, so the fact Oh, that yeah, that's why. Yeah. That'll do it. And they have to get they get like movie stars to do it. So this yeah. season it's Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Taylor Kitsch, and uh Rachel Mc Rachel McAdams as I like I still need to watch the first season. I saw I've only seen that that one super shot where it's the one continuous shot. Oh yeah. Oh, it's fucking the amazing. first season is a masterpiece. Yeah. I need to watch it. Uh, I think I, I can just, well, you have access to my voodoo account, right? Yeah. Huh? I have the whole thing unlocked. There, okay. So you can watch it in 1080p, which I'd rather watch a tentacle duper and then go. In well, I don't squish, have any of that. Going to squishy, squishy in the vagina. Uh, racism. What else? Oh, also Orange is the New Black started its, uh, uh, dropped all of its third season on Netflix. I watched the first few episodes. It's pretty great. Ooh, okay. I think it's really I haven't impo- watched any of that yet. Well, I just like to, I think you should watch it. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's pretty good. Um, I think it's, it's good. I don't think it's like as good as all the critics and everybody say it is. It's overblown a little bit. Yeah. It's overblown a little bit, but it's very addicting. I definitely keep watching, but there's some characters that fall by the way, like where, uh, so for example, in season two, um, I don't go back and rewatch or re recaps. I watched all of season two in a few days. I went back and watched season two in a few days. I had no idea who anybody was. And I had to look up the names of almost every character yeah. that wasn't the main character. And then season three, it's the exact same thing. And I'm like, wait, who is that person? What are they what doing? What did they do before? What's happening now? Yeah. And since they release it consistently, I don't have that problem with a lot of other shows. I think it's kind of an, over, like, 
it's just a bit of a large cast. Like that's kind of my problem with Game of Thrones as well, where it's like you have this whole house of ten characters, and then they're warring with this house of ten characters, and then you have these three twins that all fuck each other, and then there's a dragon lady. You know that ta- there's who's not talking about times. like twelve other characters that are all hanging out with her. Like it's like a ton. It makes sense when you streamline through it, though. Oh, I'm sure it does, but I, like through the first season, I'm like, yeah. Even through that, I'm like, I don't give a shit who that character is. Let me see these two. Fuck, I don't give, like, I don't remember. I don't care. Uh Oh, and also, yeah, but I, th- I think the show's gotten better. I think that oh, I'm with sure. an increased focus on um, other characters, I'm finally starting to. Yeah. I'm still waiting for some characters to get, like, their own episode because they do, like, the lost flashback thing where it's uh-huh. like, this is how this person got in. And they still haven't done an episode for Yoga Jones yet. That's a character name. That's a character gnome. All right. Gnome. It's a character gnome. I'm a character gnome. <laughs> I'm a character <laughs> actor, but I call I myself on, a gnome. I sit on your lawn and I cast spells on your weeds. <laughs> Coming this fall to NBC. I'm the character gnome. I killed a guy once. Based on actual events. <laughs> and the last thing is spy. Go see it. Oh, yes. Yeah, spy it was really good. Amazing. I loved Spy, but uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I, I'm obsessed with everything James Bond. So seeing like, like that's why I love Kingsman. I was telling Kingsman you earlier was fucking about great. Kingsman. Yeah. But like Spy does it, like it inverts the gender, di- the problematic uh-huh. gender dynamics of it. Like Melissa McCarthy is the only competent person aside from Allison Janney yeah. at their jobs. Jason Statham plays this amazing take oh, God, on yeah. like the stuff that he does. He's like, oh, you know what you did this. Shut up, right? I giant fucking statement. I ripped off my arm and then killed a guy and then reattached it with my other fucking arm. Like he, it, it's amazing. His character is great. Uh, so go see that while you can. It's got yes. some really great actors, some great writing. I love Paul Feig and her um, doing that. And they've got the new new Ghostbusters movie that they're doing together with oh, Kristen yeah. Wiig, which comes out next summer. Oh, uh, don't really bother going seeing Jurassic World. Oh, really? It's so underwhelming. Like the 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 they in, there's one scene that felt like the old Jurassic Park. There's only one scene where because the great thing about Jurassic Park. Is it's like the first half is like holy fucking shit they brought they, there's dinosaurs and they're they're regular humans and you get to you get to ride along with the characters seeing dinosaurs and you see them in one like it's all the wonder of like holy fucking shit they did this and then it's like oh god they got loose in this there's only one scene where you're like huh it's because the the one that, the only reason the first one worked is because they had a good mix of. Holy shit! There's they're gonna kill me, and holy fuck, dinosaurs are awesome, and they're here now. Like it's the mix between wonder and fear in 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 that movie. That's why the second one didn't work. Where it's just like, man, there's fucking dinosaur. Like the there's no scene where you're like, oh, holy shit, we're riding next to dinosaurs. This is really fucking cool. There's just oh, there's raptors, and we're gonna shoot them with guns, and then oh, there's a dinosaur, we're gonna shoot it with guns, and then the third one is just him running from shit. But and in this one, there's one scene where you're like, holy shit, dinosaurs are here. And then the rest of it's like, hey, Hollywoodisms, remember how the raptors team up and then the thing and then they push them into the thing. Like the the fights are so shitty because it's like then because the, the, re- the dinosaur fights don't work in the Jurassic Park movies 
because you're supposed to be like, shit, we can't do anything against them. You can only run. But in this, it's like, but then we can make the dinosaurs fight each other, and then we can get our taser guns, and then we get the helicopter with the big guns. It just, it doesn't work. I didn't think it worked that well. It just, it, it, it felt like Hollywood mush. Like just, it made a shitload of money and it shouldn't have. I understand why it made money, but it shouldn't have. It wasn't that great. Stop jizzing over Chris Pratt. He's fine in it. He's, he's fine. He's serviceable. He did, He's nothing great. He makes like two Chris Pratt isms where he, then that's it. He's be- like, he's better served by guardians of the galaxy is what he, you're saying where he actually gets to play a character instead of like, I'm a man who teaches Raptors to not kill me by doing the thing. Like he doesn't really have a character. There's no real characters in that movie. It's not that good. Rant over. Uh, those don't end. I I'm good at rants. Apparently <laughs> what I do anyway. So now that that concludes our show, Aaron, what are we reviewing next time on the catastrophe section? Oh, Boy, are we reviewing a fucking... (laughs) There's a hint. Oh, boy. The clip-clops of earlier shall lead you to this. Clip-clop, clip-clop. Do you remember a movie with... Bobcat Goldthwait and John Candy as a horse? As a fucking horse! Who gives stock tips? It's the movie! That... That's that's the plot. That's the plot of the movie is Bobcat Goldthwaite is blah, 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 voice changing all over the place. And then fucking John Candy's like, click, clap, click, clap. I think we should invest in Apple. And then that's the fucking movie. So we're doing Hot to Trot. The 1988. That's, that's the movie we're doing is Hot to Trot. We get to see Bobcat Goldthwaite do the voice, do the voice thing, which is apparently funny. He's a funny comedian. He doesn't need the voice thing to be funny. Anyway, that's why he stopped it. Anyway, and then John Candy clipped it, clop, clop, clop. I give your stock tips. And then Bobcat's like, can't you hear him talking? He was talking earlier, because that's apparently Bobcat Goldthwaite's voice. You just did a one-man show of the entire plot of the movie of Hot to Trot. I I do that sometimes. <laughs> Where you exposit the entire like reason. Oh, and it's funny because of this. And I'm this character. Oh, no, I'm this character. Yeah, well, we're doing Hot to Trot, and that's going to be great. And uh, we're going to have Pseudo Aaron on, and maybe Glenn? We don't maybe know. Maybe Glenn. So, but Pseudo Aaron will be here. To talk about talking horses. To talk about talking horses. It's, it's Mr. Ed meets 80s comedy. Meets. No, it's like Mr. Ed meets Wall Street meets whatever movie involves characters getting stuff bequeathed what? unto them by a will. What if, what if the horse from this was in Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> That'd no, be great. Gordon Gecko's like, they're like, they're calling you the horse of Wall Street. The and then there's just Wall a horse. Street. He's like, that's not a horse. You don't see a horse. You don't see a horse anywhere. There's no horse giving me stock tips. Or, or crazy or if man. Jonah Hill was just the voice of like, his character was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> he just neighed at stuff. He's like, "You've got my money taped to your boobs." I work. I work in a restaurant. That'd be amazing. Look at my fake penis. That Wolf of Wall Street scene. I'm not actually just Horse of Wall Street. Yeah. The yep. The Horse of Wall Street. The Horse of Wall Street. Clip clop, clip clop, financial doom. Clip clopping up the economic ladder this fall. Yes. Okay, so that's what we're doing next time. Um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the 
Guess who came to shake up the neighborhood? Ah, God. Really? You kept us for that? Yep. That was awful. That wasn't worth the time, but fair enough. All right. (laughs) So for the... Normally we sing an outro, but... Today, seeing as the Smash Mouth, the Smash Mouth, seeing as the Smash Mouths, seeing as Smash Mouth uh, gave us a wonderful rendition of a uh, cover of Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen, that, that's we what it will was. be leaving you with that instead. We will be leaving you with uh, Smash Mouth's wonderful rendition of Under Pressure. And by wonderful, wonderful, I mean, holy fucking shit, they did this and put it in this movie. Aaron, before we do that, do we want to cover Smash Mouth's Come On, Come On and Tell Me Why You're Staring? Sure. Come on, come, come on, on and tell me why you're staring. Come on, come on, it must be what I'm wearing. Come on, come on, pulling shirts, babadoop, babadoop, I watched the babadoop, yo. Yeah, Ramabama Doom. Yeah, do Yeah. You know who does like the interesting vote? Like what? This this is why Smash Mouth was popular back way the fuck then. Was it's like man, he has a very distinctive voice. You know who the fuck does that better? Fucking that handsome devil, and they don't get fucking shit because they're indie. Yeah, they're fucking great. Yep, lead guy. God forbid. Sounds like he's drunk. Like that's his that's he, how he, he sounds, sounds he sounds amazing. more distinguishable. Yeah, like you can make out what he's saying. Yeah, but the, like that's how he fucking sings. It's amazing. Go that's another thing I'm plugging. Everything by that that handsome devil. That handsome devil.com, I um, I don't know. Just look him up on the Google machine. It'll work fine. That handsome devil is so good. Indeed. Do that. All right, goodbye. Outro, boo. I've been Aaron. And I'm Cameron. Still. Stop it. Fuck you. Dropping the mic. Drop. Children, your goal is to stop the simulator by pressing that red button in the center. Hello, Kanappy. I know. Working on attraction or repulsion. Watch. Pressure. Pushing down on me. Pressing down on you. No man is for. That would be attraction. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. your name.
How about nine more? There's your name. kids it all works together in a double helix so if you can manage to 